0: Stand up, comic, joke it up one time. Fun day. We gotta, we gotta get a theme song commission. Come it's on. time. Yeah, yeah. we're, we're not the only ones to hate it. Was that all? Also-
1: no Jeff's voice <laughs> Infuriate right? Yeah
0: people love this podcast Despite me <laughs> <laughs> Yeah we hear you uh, bitches Yeah 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 Thank you Reddit <laughs>
1: You know what Fuck you guys yeah. <laughs> You can suck my dick. Why don't you listen to a good one or Uh.
2: something? Yeah. Uh,
0: Well, welcome to Let's Talk About (laughs) Sets. (laughs) This is a comedy nerdcast. So I'm Jeff. And then with me, as always, is the intrepid uh, youth Harrison Tweed. Intrepid. Isn't that a car?
3: Uh, It is. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Dodge.
1: A Dodge Intrepid, yes right yeah yeah and that's what it, yeah, yeah. I'm quite like and, a uh, dodge
0: people want to get in you right yeah, that's true i'm sorry that was kind of yeah scary. yeah then with us of course is the illustrious okay. jay jordan thank you i like <laughs>
3: that qualifier a little bit more than the intrepid that just means <laughs> you've been places <laughs> <laughs> intrepid Which means brave really it does it means you're like a, a journeyman right it means mm. you're brave. You're okay in
1: places that smelled weird
3: yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> illustrious i like that though
3: yeah. i actually don't know what that means it's it, 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 yeah. like if you break it down doesn't it mean like like showy mm. uh, i thought it was like king like I, I i think it's demonstrative i don't know oh all right <laughs> we're just using sat words to define sat words now yeah.
0: <laughs> there we go. uh all right this week's theme is gay shit And we are Exclamation point Yeah uh, I think I'll put an Exclamation point in it I got called out on Reddit also for Having For putting the (laughs) For putting Morality In in caps They were That was the big Oh my
1: god No 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 It wasn't No let's not Give him credit It was not the big thing It was one guy That couldn't stop Messaging about it And everyone was like Shut the fuck up Shut up No one cares Why are you Reading the caption At all After you've Read it once, you don't need to read it again
0: <laughs> Fuck off So this time I'm gonna put like A Spanish exclamation point upside down On both sides of it <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, exactly yes. Uh,
2: Yeah. I'm, <laughs> gonna, yeah I'm, gonna put, I'm gonna
0: put a hashtag At the end of it uh, Perfect, perfect, yes <laughs> Let's get started with a bit It's by Richard Pryor, it's from 1971 It's called Dick Junkie And it's from Live and Smokin'
4: No, never fuck a faggot No, I like to say this on film Because to all American male persons Never fuck a faggot Because they will lie They always say, I won't tell They lie They can't wait till you finish fucking them Well guess who was here honey (laughs) Girl, look here Well the nigga got more bitch in him than me (laughs) Don't ever give a faggot head
2: Because
4: you really be low down there, right? (laughs)
2: <laughs> uh, crickets suck a dick or
4: Yeah I mean No sorry Bob We've never ever Touched a penis in our life We're real men <laughs> I sucked a dick You can get a habit From sucking dick You know become A dick junkie <laughs> You can only do it Maybe three times You do it more than that You get a habit You be, I gotta have a dick <laughs> <laughs> No please Dr. I've I have a cock in my mouth <laughs> <laughs> I used to give head to dudes and always say, "Don't, don't come into my mouth." <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Our Father who art in heaven. <laughs> no,
5: but no buts about it. Fuck it.
3: The craziest thing to me about it is that just off bat he's never fuck a faggot and it's not even <laughs> yeah it's instructive uh-huh. <laughs> but it's also like cautionary yeah and personal mm-hmm. and no one in the audience is like why would you even say something so ridiculous he's like just in case yeah it's so it's it's so much all at once yeah yeah especially for i'm assuming the late 70s This is even 1971. This is 71. Okay. Uh Well, and the reason that this is super interesting is because what we now at least are supposed to know from the rumor mill that is Quincy Jones's GQ interview (laughs) that Richard Pryor has, in fact, had sex with a few men. Uh Yeah. uh, James Dean and Marlon Brando, allegedly. Yeah. And so like for him to say those things in the seventies and like sort of allude to it being personal but also he's just kind of saying it haphazardly and saying this thing that's so innocuous yeah. and so out there no one would ever believe me. Yeah it's like almost if he had done a
1: bit like this in the modern day, um, with like the same premise, everyone would just definitely take him seriously yeah. and be like either agree, disagree, don't think it was offensive, think it was funny but at this point, I think part of the reason why he even gets any laughs in this is because they're like, "Well, he's being absurd." <laughs> no <laughs> yes. one no would say they've ever fucked. There's a man.
3: point where you like hear the you like hear the tension, and then it breaks. Yeah, yeah because oh, they're absolutely. like they're like he's so silly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, he does it when he breaks. He breaks it with that like he did that. He would do that great white guy voice. Yeah, like, well, I don't, you know, that kind of thing. And that's the first break, and then he. Sits in silence.
3: This is when he's like, "Never give a faggot head." Yeah. Like, like that, then they're like, "Wait, what?"
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not
3: wait a second. We're not talking about just like kind of like general fooling around. You're, we're going to go through specifics yeah, now. Get graphic. <laughs> Put my
1: lips
0: around a dick right now.
3: <laughs> By the way, I want to mention this.
0: I think this is really important. There's a menu behind him. And on the menu, it the thing you can read is cream pie, dollar <laughs> twenty five.
3: Um, dollar in the seventies.
0: So
2: cheap in That's the
3: seventies. <laughs> it's
0: right behind him, cream pie. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I love so many things about this. First of all, I just love it for the time. Because this is, you know, at a time where we, uh, there's a, there's another comedian, um, Rip Taylor is, I would imagine, his career went from like 1965 on for quite a while, uh, on into the 80s at least, and the only way that he can do what he's doing as a gay man is this cartoon. Yeah. Like I'll include a link for that in the show notes. And it's just, it's like if, if he's big, in a bird if, suit, Yeah, if he, if, <laughs> it's like if, if big bird, uh, uh puked glitter yeah. <laughs> and also had sex with men like, <laughs> and visual puns. Oh yes. Uh, you'll get it within 30 seconds. That's all you yeah. need. Uh, but, but that was what he needed to do in order to do something that's, going to be acceptable that that would be produced. Mm-hmm. Right. He had to be marketable. Branded. Yeah. yeah. He had to be a cartoon of a person and then I, I ostensibly then remove
3: all the glitter from his wig yeah. in,
0: the, in, <laughs> yeah. in, the, in, in the green room
3: afterwards. Very yeah. lonely. <laughs> yeah, totally. I think that it's interesting that the way that Pryor talked about a male on male experience For that time, people just went, that could never happen. No, 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 no. no." So this has to be, this has to be like absurdism. This is like neo Dadaism. We don't even, this is like so out there. Uh But then when he talks about like, come, it gets super quiet again because he's like actually detailing like what it would, Actually entail to give another person head. He even says you you can become a dick junkie if you suck dick too much. Like you yeah. only do it three times, and then, and then he and, says I did it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <And> silent again. <sighs> Which is interesting because now as a queer comedian, if you tell a, a, a pretty straight room about you going down on someone, the joke still has to be there. The joke just can't be you went down on a guy because mm-hmm. they go, oh yeah, well, that. Was- yeah yeah. It's interesting that cultural homophobia
0: was so strong at that time that the line was you if you burst past the line hard enough fast enough it became uh not
3: taboo anymore.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's true.
3: <laughs> but this is also like I guess people I guess people would say, no, 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 no. There's no, there's no way I'm aware of it. Mm-hmm. It's like when people said, oh, disco's terrible. It was sort of a weird kind of cultural backlash against the flamboyance of disco in mm-hmm. the 70s. Like pretty much 79 in the 81 when people were like disco's dead. We got to kill it. We hate everything about it. And you're like, oh, well, you do you do you mean you hate like queer people? And more importantly, and more yeah. specifically queer people of color and the celebration of that and the fact that they kind of color co-opted disco and created a lot of the disco aesthetic we see? Like, what does that mean? So in the 70s, they were aware of queerness, especially male queerness, but it just never... Certainly not in stand-up. Oh, in stand-up. I don't think... That's the first time I've ever heard him say anything like that. Yeah. I think that's the first time some of those people in the audience like heard him say anything like that. Yeah. And I don't... But I'm, what I'm, I guess what I'm saying is, like, there
0: were a lot of doors that were uh, uh, welded shut. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, for anybody doing stand-up in the 60s, in the 70s. Um, and this is, like... It's like it's like how did he get on the other side of this (laughs) door?
2: Be here. Uh, (laughs)
3: That's not a clip that whenever people are like, "Oh yeah, Pryors in my top five. Pryors my number one. He's on my Mount Rushmore comedy." They never bring up that clip. Yeah, (laughs) which
1: honestly, in a lot of ways, is like one of the more prolific clips I think he's ever done. I mean, that like for him to do that, like the the fact that he's doing that at that time is. That's comedy. Oh,
0: profound. You mean profound? Profound.
1: Got, yeah, it, got yeah. it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Oh, okay. Sorry if I use the wrong word, but it's like I mean I know there's like like you know. Parts of it that are just that don't <laughs> that are offensive and you know they don't work now, but like Which part? what he's doing. <laughs>
3: well, like if we get we can address faggot, the white so... people voice. I hate <laughs> it. You know, we, yeah. we should unpack faggot. Well, yeah. Yeah. well they, that's called douching. Um, <laughs> no, the term faggot in the 70s, and then I guess we're gonna see also in the 80s yeah. and even in the 90s, the term faggot it was like this weird thing that was a pejorative, but it also was a descriptor that people just used in place of saying a gay man mm-hmm. because they literally thought that gay was just as bad mm-hmm. as faggot mm-hmm. and so the ability to kind of discern that we have now we say oh faggot don't i don't know i still get some pushback i said faggot on a podcast once with two with two people that i really like and they're like oh we just saying faggot i was like i can't i can't say it yeah, I, I think the rule is this if you've sucked a dick, you get to say back <laughs> No, no, you get 78 times
0: you can say it. If you, but if you had full-on sex with a man, it's unlimited uses.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh well, I am in the clear. I think I'm in the bonus at this point.
0: Yeah. <laughs> at this point people are giving you their, their yeah. faggot like like a lot. Of it.
2: They're
0: like, I'm not gonna need these you actually. Get to, you get to tag the
1: word faggot on buildings now. I think that might be, that might be. Oh, I can't say it's fucked. Uh, and also like
3: yeah. him sucking a dick doesn't make him a faggot, which is like a weird mind gymna- mental gymnastics you have to do. Go on. Totally. Like him saying, Never fuck a faggot. Right. But you having sex with this man doesn't make you a faggot, right. and you going down on this faggot doesn't make you a faggot. Don't give head to a faggot. I
1: think the irony, like the laughs he like, I know it's very not that many laughs on that, <laughs> that but like the laughs he would get doing that bit then are different because in, in a way now, like the way I was laughing at then now is like we're laughing at the irony of what he said. Yeah, we but Do you think the irony was built in? It, when he was saying it, do you think he was, like, like I'm sure he was aware of himself in, in a lot of ways during this bit, but do you think he was like, you know what's funny about this bit? Is that, like, I'm calling someone a faggot, but I'm fucking him, so I'm, like...
3: Yeah, I think in his brilliance, yes. Yeah. He could yeah. probably, like, see the... He yeah. could probably see the forest for the trees. But is it being uh, received from, that way? From an audience standpoint, it's the... N- The word "faggot" isn't shocking to them because to us, the word "faggot" is. We go, wait a second, pause. To them, that sexual agency Mm -hmm. between two men is what Mm -hmm. makes them go, wait, what? Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, we're listening with ears that have been reconditioned pretty hardcore in the
0: last fifteen years. Yeah, right. That this is this
3: is. Wait a second. You were saying in two thousand and
0: four. Uh, I was still in Montana, so yes,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I hadn't told anybody anything. So, was, yeah, you bet, because
1: yeah. that was them back then. We were talking about. uh I don't like saying the word the yeah.
3: F word. Yeah, you drop. You can say f- the pink F word. The p-
2: <laughs> instead, of,
3: it's not the regular; as the pink F the, word. The pink. Wait, because the the, the re- regular F word is fuck. Yeah, but I
1: feel like when I say hear someone say that, I'm like you. Pussy. <laughs> but I feel like I love that use of language. And I guess like, cause Carlin came up around the same time. Carlin had a joke about how, uh, he was like, when I was a kid, you didn't say faggot to describe a gay kid. A faggot was someone that wouldn't go downtown with you to beat up the queer, <laughs> yeah.
2: which is like, this
1: it's like brilliant a brilliant bit. I this, mean, like, yeah. it's ridiculous and it's offensive. And it's like he's like, he's like no, 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 no. I know I, we weren't trying to demean this group with this word. We
0: use this word to describe <laughs> it. And
1: this is how we <laughs> these words interact.
0: It's so funny. Uh, I just- Since we're on the subject of this word, let's play the next bit. And then we'll come back to some of the okay. more theoretical angles of gay shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> God damn. So this next bit is by Eddie Murphy. It's from his 1983 special Delirious and it's called Faggots.
4: Get some rules. I got some rules when I throw down, when I do my stand up, I got rules and shit. Right. Straight up. Faggots aren't allowed to look at my ass while I'm on stage.
3: Listen to this. Listen to that crowd
4: That's why I keep moving while I'm up here so If you don't know where the faggot section is You gotta keep
5: moving
0: There'll be a picture of his very straight outfit <laughs> <laughs> In yeah. the show notes He's zipped down to his navel In a red leather thriller type
1: outfit
4: so If you don't know where the faggot section is You gotta keep moving So if they do see it, it's quick And you switch it no long stare at your shit so I have my imagination flowing all my, about my I know when you're looking at too because my ass get hot I'm afraid of gay people petrified I have nightmares about <laughs> not
1: like literal <laughs> I have homophobia
4: <laughs> I have this nightmare that I go to Hollywood and find out that Mr. T is a fact
0: this is it <laughs> this is it! Yeah, all right. Let, let's pause for a second at what's gone on so far. This <laughs> <laughs> articulated homophobia. Yeah, in, like this is. Uh, do you know what homophobia is? I am homophobia. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I think
3: it's even before people were able to use that term. And people who love Eddie Murphy, they. Got mad that recently he Apologized for this He apologized for this particular oh, he, did? he apologized before he did that snow And before yeah. Dolomite came out He apologized That's for so this so much better than Bloomberg's apology <laughs> <about stopping laughs> <Frisk. Yeah. laughs> He like actively apologized yeah. And said yeah it was a different time And I apologize. And I and, and think it was partly because like Uh ugh, Titus got mad Bur- at him? No one got mad at him, but Titus Burgess was in uh, My Name is Dolan. Dolomite is my name uh-huh. with him, and he's an openly gay performer. I know that. Yeah. And then there were so many people that were kind of asking like, oh, what's going to be the historical legacy of this now? And Murphy's making a comeback. Do we address some of the homophobic material that he had in his special in connection also with like the Kevin Hart Oscars debacle that oh, happened? Yeah. So there were so many she questions. To be fair... First of all, he was, what, 21,
0: 22? Yeah. And also, faggots were way worse back then.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, yeah. terrifying. They were, they were terrifying. They were... Uh, <laughs> we were the worst. Uh, and I think it's interesting that he knows that the crowd's going to be on his side but also the fact that like a gay man can be leering and be lecherous towards mm. Eddie as a sex symbol is funny because the crowd in there goes this is hilarious mm. because Eddie's agency as an alpha as a sexy man is being taken away from him mm-hmm. because he's being viewed at he's being viewed as a piece of meat. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's it's the age-old a guy gives up his power and it's funny a woman takes power and it's scary and uh-huh. in this place the, one, the women have been like replaced with the idea of like a gay man saying wait a minute hold on I'm gonna leer and look at you and cat call you mm-hmm. in the same way that is, is a lot of nuance uh, it is though I, I, it, yeah. the audience I think does not well I think the audience does get it because that's why I think it's funny they go oh okay. that's hilarious gay people are weak there's no way a gay man would ever stare at Eddie Oh yeah, and like make him saying, feel like- uncomfortable
1: I see what you're saying. Yeah. So you're saying like when he's like, "Gay people scare me. I don't.
3: Wanna, yeah, I have to run around the stage. It's like the next that would never happen. Because the that's next what thing he saying. says is, "What if Mr. T was a faggot? Right. And so let's that's, play that that's the jailhouse mythos part of like
2: uh-huh.
3: gay jokes. Okay, so let's play that, and then we'll. It, by the way, um, you can have
0: you can have me pause at any point. Our listeners love that shit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just <laughs> if you want to make a comment. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, okay. Uh, to, so to pause is simple. Just jump up and down, um, yeah. and. Plead. (laughs) (laughs) All right.
4: I'm afraid of gay people. Petrified. I have nightmares about gay people. I have this nightmare that I go to Hollywood and find out that Mr. T is a faggot. Really? And he'd be walking up to people going, hey, boy. Hey, boy. You look mighty cute in them jeans.
2: (laughs) I can't believe how big an applause break that A Mr. Oh, T, yeah. joke.
0: <laughs> It's just like it's it's the whole crowd going, "Mr. T's not gay," but it's, yeah, yeah. and
3: it's also his ability to say, "Ah, oh, let me see if I can shoehorn this Mr. T impression into this." Yeah. <laughs> And I don't know what I want to do with it. Black comedians who have like a, an array of impressions are masters of this. They'll go, you're "This right. is a black voice you're familiar with." I'm going to put them in a situation they've never been in. Totally. Like they always, they go, "What if?" I mean, impressions. Wait a second. What if general. Bobby Brown was well, at the DMV? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Michael Jackson is a pimp. the yeah, Chris Tucker, yes. Like, what is
1: that's this? Impressionists in general. That's not just black. Uh, yeah. Black oh. comedy. I think like, black comedians do it. In a more elegant way. <laughs> <Or a story laughs> way. Elegant? Oh, yeah, you're
0: right. This is elegant. That's exactly what it
2: is.
3: Let's call this <laughs> elegant. <laughs> but, that, but okay. Like the Mr. T fear is the reason why every, oh, that what happens? It's it's every jailhouse joke yes, totally. ever, mm-hmm. but just about a public figure who eddie at that point in time had an impression of and who he knew the crowd would love to see in a situation that is not mr t at all yeah yeah Uh uh-huh yeah (laughs) i i agree with you so
0: let's listen to a little more of his elegance (laughs) 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 hey boy
4: hey boy you look mighty cute in them jeans
3: Fuck me up, dad. <gasps> and he makes him a bottom. That's the other thing. <laughs> He's a bottom. <laughs> <laughs> so, like the level, the level of uh, joke telling is like, what if Mr. T was gay? That's hilarious enough. And what if he was the receptive partner in this queer adventure? And they go, that's too much. I can't take that. You don't have to. He is like it's that. <laughs>
0: That's really uh, All right. I'm going to
4: bend over now. Mm. <laughs> ah. Hey, boy, slow down. You're mess around and come too fast. If you
2: get
4: mad, I'll clench up my butt cheeks and rip your dick off. <laughs>
3: Okay, and okay, clinch butt cheeks, rip your dick off. I want everyone to know that that the I just heard it, and it makes me think of the Key and Peel sketch where they're the church ladies where they talk about like ripping the oh, devil's the devil. dick off with yeah. the divine kegel, so like <laughs> even so like Mr. T as a bottom, not just as a gay man as a bottom, is so. Funny to the eighties because they go, this can't happen. Mm-hmm. You've turned everything mm-hmm. upside down. The contrast is everything huge. is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you A loud... team, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: When if you look at Mr. T, it's kind of like, like,
3: yeah. It, listen, if you saw a guy dressed like Mr. T right now, yep. you'd be like, yep. I, I know that gay man. Yeah. <laughs> I saw him at Horsemeat Disco two Saturdays ago. <laughs> <laughs> he was wearing that harness and that feather earring. I know him. That's
1: so funny. <laughs> That is so funny on so many levels. Yeah. But not for the... <laughs> <laughs> not, Eddie's not killing it is. <laughs> Eddie's killing in a parallel universe right now Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah,
3: yeah I, But I just it. good joke telling Good building just Slow down You're gonna come too fast it,
0: that's, it, that's, funny. That, that's funny Eddie if you're listening We'd love to have you on the show yeah. To oh go through God. this oh bit so you can Apologize appropriately if you want to But the thing is I
3: guarantee <laughs> you You take the word faggot out of this It's like people yeah. Have any sort of They don't have any like problem with it
1: mm-hmm. Oh you're right be- You know what it would be one of those bits Where like where's he going with this at the yeah. beginning If he was like when gay dudes hit on me I'm, I am get scared yeah. like, Where's he going with this Yeah, And then he takes him well, to this This, this yeah.
0: kind of comes to something I want to talk about Which is that I think that homophobia Is funny It is funny In, a, in, in, a way, in yeah, so yeah. many different areas In so many different ways Because sex is funny Yeah and and then you have homosexual sex, that's extra charged yeah. as well. So you're in like super taboo territory. So
3: homophobia in its many forms is humorous. I think that the reason it's funny to some people in crowds is they go, oh, I could never. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, I want everyone around me to know yeah, yeah. that I could never so I'm gonna laugh at this because this is so out there for me. in my wildest dreams I could never That's why when you perform for straight crowds versus gay crowds, your gay jokes for gay crowds have to be so specific and you have to have a second layer of details and just kind of commitment to a bit that you don't necessarily always have to have with a straight crowd because straight if you say the butt line's sex back here. Yeah, if you say butt sex, mm-hmm. then they go <laughs> Right? <laughs> I would, I would never. You if you say butt sex is a gay show they go win.
2: Uh, that's
5: true.
1: <laughs> I've noticed that like in material where I like I had a joke where like it hinged on them knowing I was having anal sex with a woman. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I don't I hate bringing this up just because it's like the joke only works if they know we're having anal sex, but I just hate the the, the phrase, we were having butt sex
2: <laughs> or anal
1: sex, because it's so lit. because I guess like, well, I, I mean, I guess if your picture... Yeah, it's just such a weird image.
3: <laughs> it's, and it's like... Uh, what was the term in the Victorian era? Buggery? Buggery is like... Yeah. It, I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 So like that's what they would charge Oscar, Oscar Wilde with. Like mm. buggery. Really? And like, sodomy. Yeah. So the idea that like straight... More importantly, straight men have to say, ha ha ha, this is hilarious because I don't do this. I will never do this. I don't even oh. think about this. That's part of where the laugh comes from in people. They go, oh, I'm uncomfortable. A little. Yeah. And you're like, not as uncomfortable as those guys. Uh, <laughs> and then there's also this idea that you as a queer person get to have a little bit of power and agency and go, I'm talking about this thing mm-hmm. I shouldn't be talking about. But like from Eddie's, from the, from the perspective of that joke, you take the most masculine man you can mm-hmm. in society and you make him... Do the thing that is the least masculine thing, according to society. Mm -hmm. And then that contrast, the audience finds the incongruity hilarious. Right? Mm -hmm. They either find it disturbing or they find it hilarious. And if you're fun and showy enough and it's polished and clean enough, they go, ha ha, that's funny. If you go, Mr. T tried to rape me. They go, wait, what? You should talk to someone about this. (laughs) Call the A Team. Are you sure?
0: Yeah. yeah. This era is such a. It's homophobia is it plays so differently here. But it's also
3: the eighties. You talk about his outfit. I know, but I'm saying like,
0: like. The the, the homophobia here, it plays so differently than the homophobia in 1971. Oh, yeah. Like, it's such an interesting contrast. Because there,
3: they're so shocked, they can barely breathe. Yeah. 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 (laughs) It's crickets. And you're like, I heard Pryor killed all the time. You're like, well, watch this clip. (laughs) Uh,
0: And, And by the way, I think another thing important to say about Pryor is like, by all accounts, he pioneered
3: Confessional comedy. Yeah. So yeah. he was breaking Ground in that way at the same time yeah. And like mixing like realism With like trumped up realism and you go What? Oh, wait a second. What What part about This? Are you lying about this part? Which yeah. part is true? And you never, he never Showed his hand. They'd be like, wait, what? And then here, this is not Confessional.
0: It's absurdist Yeah. So people will take it But it, the laughs are so huge Because, again, they're So disturbed by this idea. Idea That they have to laugh.
1: They're almost like take, they're, they think they're taking the power back in this joke. <laughs> and they're like, those gay men will never fuck us. <laughs> there's something to it.
3: It's weird. He's also wearing, I just want people to remember. He said he doesn't, there's a rule at his stand up shows faggots aren't allowed to look at his ass. And when you, there are only two outfits that you remember Eddie's comedy for <laughs> it's the red one and the purple one. Yeah. And yeah. they're both yeah. leather. Yep. People make fun Butthugger. of having. A leather special now
1: Because of him (laughs) Yeah Yeah yeah, God, and it's a, and his ass looks great in the specials. It's a,
3: it's a he good said looking you can't ass.
0: Look at it, yeah. No, yeah I know. I can't look at but it. I'm straight straight, men I'm look. allowed to. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, only straight men <laughs>
3: can look at my ass. That's the tag that you have in 2019 for that joke. Yeah. You go. I don't let any gay guys look at my ass. To Just the straight ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're welcome to. All right, let's let's finish
0: it out. Get my butt
4: cheeks and rip your dick off. <laughs> Good you know you know who would be a funny faggot? Ralph Cramden and Ed Norton. Wouldn't they be funny faggots? If Ralph Cramden leaned out the window one day and said, Norton! Norton, pal, come on down. I want to show you something. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Hey there, Alfie boy. What do you say there, pal of mine? You know, Norton, I've been watching you.
3: The crowd doesn't love the Henry
1: Norton's. Like, <laughs> I know you've
4: been watching <laughs> I me, didn't,
1: I didn't know the reference. So. You, you watched
4: me. I know so, uh, Ralph, where are you getting that, Norton, my friend, how would you like to fuck me up the ass?
3: <laughs> Once again, making the bigger guy the bottom. Yeah, right, right. So you're playing with the visual kind of, the visual s- asymmetry of gay sex as well. Mm-hmm. If we're just like if we're breaking it down, game film. If we're like if we take out, if we pull out the telestrator. If I'm John Gruden right now. So, uh, so Ralph Cramden was
0: played by Jackie Gleason. Yeah. in the Honeymooners. Yeah.
3: So this is this is all this. I mean, if you want to think about it, this is Fred and Barney fucking. Oh, this is to the moon, Alice. Yeah, it's that yeah. guy. It's the white Peter. Yeah. yeah, and this is this is Peter and quagmire fucking sh- very or, fat or ross, man. And ross and chandler
2: ross <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: very large man and a bean pole of a man yeah yeah
1: yeah okay oh i see you're playing. Mm. i thought we were just naming dudes in
2: relationships <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> all right
4: i know you want to fuck me dog and you know that i know that you know that i know that you want to fuck me now i'm going to bend over and when i do start fucking That's
3: a joke. Here I go. But gay men in 2019 have those jokes. I know a lot of queer comedians that go, "This thing that you think is straight is gay," and that's just an evolution of the. What if this thing that we think is straight is secretly gay? With that, at that point, he's doing it with celebrities who will have name recognition in the 80s, and for some reason, in the uh, with the honeymooners, I guess people watched it. it. the 80s still but it wasn't on um it's like americana so it's you. it's it's the joke of someone being like the founding fathers mm-hmm. they're kind of gay right stockings wigs Got it. yeah. it's i it's a conceit piece where you go this thing what if it was like this and the crowd goes but it's not and you go but what if it was <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then they laugh i like that so uh, let's move
0: on from this one, actually. I think, I think I'm i good. Yeah. You want,
3: yeah. Why? Hey, why? You don't want to hear more about I'm kidding.
0: I'm kidding. You don't want to hear uh, I, I just, impressions I just, disguised as homophobic
2: it's
1: jokes.
0: Just, like, it's, it's just, all, if I'm honest,
3: it's a little too elegant for me. <laughs> yes, but elegant also, everyone who listens to this podcast, we love Eddie Murphy for the, like, The Nutty Professor was one of the reasons I started to perform as a person. Yeah. So, like, I'm never upset when I find out that, like, a person that I really, like, has apologized for something they said in the 80s. Times change. So have you. No one's upset with Eddie Murphy. I'm not upset with him. Black people still love Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Dolomite is incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. go see oh, it. it also,
0: amazing. I think in general, it's okay as a person to say you're sorry for something you did that you wish you had. It's it, funny that
3: especially you know more, and especially if you want to continue to make money. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's also funny that
1: people like get mad when they apologize about something they didn't know until they apologized for. it <laughs> <laughs> It's like, wait, uh, I am mad. Why? It's like because you said that. It's like I just said I was wrong for saying it. I know, but come on. Wow,
3: I can't believe oh, you man yeah I can't wait because next week like I think Tucker Carlson's gonna be like I feel like Eddie Murphy has every right to say <laughs> <laughs> Mr. T's a fact. <laughs> oh,
0: Let's talk a little bit about fomophobia.
3: Oh, it's Well well, the trend of like fake homophobia So we understand inherently In 2019 as like Woke or just like I guess As educated as we are that homophobia is this terrible Thing and no one should ever experience it If you're a straight man and even like women Anyone in America In 2019 you should be able to say I'm not afraid of gay people But what some people do is they try to take An ironic twist on this and or Racism and they go oh I'm so cool with this I'm gonna make Jokes about it so it's the It's when someone just starts calling someone gay all the time And they know they're not supposed to call things gay anymore And they're saying, oh, I know I'm just saying it because I know I'm not supposed to Or I'm doing an impression of someone who doesn't know any better Mm -hmm. And then you go, no, 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 no But you're still getting away with the cause and effect of it The people that hear you call someone else a faggot Doesn't know that you're like a double agent They just (laughs) hear you calling your friend a faggot
0: Oh, and this is in the context of stand up. This like, in the it,
3: context of podcasts. Is in the context of some stand up. More people don't. More people do it in podcasting. Like and on Twitter. At large. Yeah, humor at large. Yeah. More people do it on Twitter and shit. Where you're like, oh, okay, I get, like, uh-huh. cool. I guess we can do this again. It's just, everything from the early 2000s is coming back again. Yeah, <laughs> Chokers yeah. and calling your friends faggots. <laughs> 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 it's just like, like, and I call it phobia because it's fake. Like you know not to do it. Uh-huh. Yeah. But you chose to do it because you know that someone's going to be like, "Are you actually doing?" You are like, "No, no, no, I love gay people."
0: Oh, wait, but uh, I—I got to challenge that just a little. Like, where does intent lie in this intent in shocking other people? But I don't mean that. I mean like, if they don't have a malicious intent,
3: their heart uh, for it. I think that it adds to the larger dialogue of uh, us not necessarily having a font for intent online. Mm-hmm. So, oh, you're talking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How do you even? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. And and I think that like if someone is doing an interview and because of like the trend of like young men who like comedy becoming just oddly nihilistic and sort of like chaos bringers and wanting to be transgressive. They don't, they can't discern that these people actually love gay people and probably have gay friends. So they just hear the word fag and they go, I'm going to start saying fag a little bit more. There is definitely that. Yeah. It it just like, it's, it happens.
1: I think that this is, this is my um, view. Okay. So my view is actually that I feel like part of it is that it's like, it's like, the people that are the victims in the joke, like even like when I say the victim, just like someone that like could be offended by it like yeah. from a personal standpoint. It was like, even if you're not offended because you like on a on a level of like humanity, you could just be like, ah, this premise is so Overdone. Oh, thank, Shut the okay. fuck up. Like, <laughs> yes, uh, it was like um, I heard of a a comic. Uh, I don't want to, cause I because I heard he was just like faced, but he went on a podcast with another comic, and the other comic was black, and he did a joke, and he was like <laughs> wasted for whatever at like two p.m. and he made a joke and he made like a like she was black and he made a joke like it's like uh um uh, my girlfriend's scared you're gonna rob her which is like an old hack racism joke and it's like even though he doesn't have the intent that like he doesn't think that all black people rob just the fact that that joke still exists is like just move that like move comedy past this because like at a creative level now you're just kind of hacking
3: yeah and it's it's I think it's like intellectually lazy. There's also the idea that like nothing can ever be truly harmless if it like continues to like leech out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if someone says a joke like that. But, and then everyone's like oh okay like racism is like okay cool we can be a little bit more racist than we want it to be like not to everyone you can't homie <laughs> and you can't you can't say faggot to everyone you want to say faggot to because yeah. what happens is people don't necessarily think that oh this is hurtful anymore and mm-hmm. so then you have that weird snowball effect of people like oh yeah you know what I'm a transgressive comic I'm like no you're not you're a person who's done three mics you don't get to say faggot mm-hmm. and then there are these people who do a show maybe they do okay on it, and then they say, "Oh, I really want to write this joke. Where in the joke I get to say the N word?" They have this huge whiteboard of I equations that that. and like <laughs> tons of formulas, and they say, "If everything goes right, if and yeah. then the Huckleberry Finn reference, and at the very end, <laughs> at the very end, the at the Finn. very end, if I pull this off, I can say the N word with the hard <laughs> R, or they say I can say faggot with." Hard tea it's, They just like I'm like you work that hard to get to that Yeah. When you could be working on Personal stuff about Let's you faggot with a soft tea? Oh like a faggot A <laughs> <laughs> uh, faggot A
0: faggot? faggot
3: I don't think that people And the reason I say faux homophobia Is that I don't think these people Dislike gay people I just think some people Want to be seen as transgressive And they want to be seen as like Table shakers, and they and they sometimes don't understand that from a joke writing standpoint, they're weak. The only thing that is getting the response it's is their use shock. Yeah, is their use of language that we. As like people in 2019 who live in New York City are like, what are you doing? It sounds like it's more of like a professional annoyance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. yeah, yeah. But also, it's still hurt. Like people, gay so people you're hurting still feel, people,
1: and you're not creative. Yeah, hurting Is people, that, and
3: you're not creative. And gay people still feel uncomfortable in comedic spaces because of shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Like queer, good stand-up comics who happen to be gay, still and happen to be trans, still feel uncomfortable because of shit like that. Yeah, and those people don't mean it. They don't. They aren't saying, "Oh, we're trying to lock the gates," because then they'll be nice to people like me. But you'll just be like, "Dawg, come
1: on!" Mm -hmm. You just got to. That's why it's important. To test your material out in all different atmospheres,
0: yeah, because you want to know. That like... That should be in, the rule. That should be the rule. Like, like if you, all right, you want to do your trans, all right, go to go go on the. That's like circuit. the Dave Chappelle yeah, thing yeah, in Sticks yeah. and
1: Stones. He was like, if I can't perform it in front of this trans woman, then why should I, should right. I even be performing them? At
0: or, all? or or Roy Wood talking about how he did that stuff about Ferguson and then he went uh, in an area. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. wasn't well, Ferguson, but he's close. Yeah,
3: yeah. It's it's interesting that. People will feel unwelcome too. That's the other thing because I never felt that way because I kind of, I'm super selfish. I am uh, like borderline narcissist. Like, so when I find out that someone has like a weird, like, take on gay stuff, or they say like quasi inflammatory gay stuff on stage, I just go, I can't wait to follow them. Like, it's, ah, yes. It's yes. never, I'm never like, oh no.
1: <laughs> I feel like I've seen that happen where, uh, well, I'll be on shows. And I'll see, like, one comic have, like, some ignorant person. Especially, it's funny. It's especially funny in Brooklyn. <laughs> it's like, and it's like it doesn't do well. And I'll be like, the so next comic... Has the identity that you just <laughs> shat on and uh, you just bomb? Oh yeah! And wh- is gonna the, oh, be oh yeah! Mess.
3: I'm so happy I heard your three minutes on pronouns. Give it up for this next comic, and they are they them. So get ready. I want to move a little away from yeah. decorum.
0: Uh, <laughs> oh god, gotcha. yeah, like decorum This is great. We can write a whole book on manners. Uh, <laughs> but and I want to move back into what it's like doing um, queer
3: material for queer audiences versus doing queer material for straight audiences. Ooh. Uh, and you can attest to this too. Mm-hmm. My take on it is that the specificity required to do gay stuff for a gay crowd is insane. It, specificity is paramount and you can have a little bit of inside baseball. You can play a bit more to your people than you can for straight crowds because there are details and certain cultural signifiers that I'm going to say in a gay bar that I'm not necessarily going to say at a straight show or that I'll say more importantly at a place that has sort of commandeered and become queerer there are jokes that I do at Union Hall that I'm not going to do at Caroline's and Caroline's is Times Square so it's close to a bunch of theaters so they might even have a little bit more gay stuff but one time I did a show and it was me and another queer black person i said oh my god i haven't seen anything this black and gay since dream girls like that was the first thing i said when i got on stage and that's just for them and i don't know if i use that in a super mainstream room because i don't even know if that lineup is the same in a super mainstream room Mm -hmm. i prefer comedy club crowds regardless drag shows are a completely different animal because like drag crowds you just saw someone with a backing track lip sync and dance and probably kick their face and do like a cooter slam on the floor so they're rowdy. <laughs> so you cooter almost slam. have to like, that's right. when that's a jump split. You jump, they jump up in the air and then do a split as they land. But I'll say that performing for drag crowds, you have to like, you have to do crowd work first. You mm-hmm. have to like almost like read them a little bit and kind of read them their rights and like kind of roast them a Are tiny bit. Are they drunk bit. a little bit? Is yeah, it, they're drunk. It's a drunk. good party. They're dr- party so scene. it's so party based and mm-hmm. you have have to be so crowd work ready and you have to like go back into your material i mean that's that's the case
0: in general with the the more sauce the crowd is the more ready you got to be to just be like crowd work crowd work crowd work back into the material okay i guess we're now we're talking about you again fine yeah
3: Yeah. that's but especially with drag shows because that's what they kind of want And so, straight crowds, they're fun. They laugh sometimes at moments where you go, that's just the setup. Oh, you guys still think the setup of this is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. You guys still think the premise of you being bisexual or me being bisexual or you think the idea of gay sex is funny. And let me tell you what's actually funny about gay sex. Uh Like, it's it's very...
0: I had a, um, I did it. I, so along those same lines, um, so I've done, I did a, a polyamory kink BDSM show.
3: All right. To just say you got laid Jeff. That's cool. <laughs> no, it was the one time that sex space was
0: not used <laughs> for a sex party. I did it in yeah. an actual play space. Uh, and, uh, no, so no, actually, uh, but, <laughs> so, but, uh, but we did, so we, and everybody had to do that material and. Um, it was such an interesting thing to uh, write for that, and knowing like I can't just mention any of this. I have to go, and I even said at the beginning I was just like, "It's uh, I, usually I even mention this, but you just saw somebody last night do blood play, <laughs> like, <laughs> like so,
2: and they were like." Oh! Uh, oh, we did
0: like, Oh so, my god! Because goodness. it's so It's so far The line is so far Down the road In comparison to A regular comedy club Thing and it was It was very interesting To write for that and, and get ready To perform for them And then I had The reverse on accident I was I was This other time I was at a sex party And I was hired To do a set And it was just a bad It was bad all across What the, I, So what Before it no, During while they, During the dinner portion Oh and so, and so I And I Anyway, but I had the stuff I've been working on the road, but I've been working it out again, like just hammering it out in front of uh, really conservative audiences yeah. across America, and I did it, and uh, and the poly stuff went okay. The bi stuff, they were just like, this is so boring. <laughs> it was it bombed so bad because they didn't give a shit. They were just like, yeah, we
3: know all this. We I know sometimes this I get a little pushback on my bi material because of the way that I couch it, but also because some gay crowds they they want you to. They want you to be able to say, no, 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 no. Like you're, you were right. You don't have to, you don't have to go to that. And it's because they want someone who is kind of making fun of heterosexuality and they view bisexuality as like the remnants of like heterosexual culture. Right, because they went through that themselves. Because
0: that was their path most of the time. They, they, they were like, well, I was lying. So you must be too. (laughs)
3: <laughs> and you're like, well, listen, let me tell you something about my Google search history. Uh, <laughs> Google doesn't lie. Yeah. <laughs> just, I, I also think that uh, queer crowds... Are they're funny, but you have to be also ready because so many gay men had to use humor as a shield and as a sword throughout adolescence, and especially people that couldn't necessarily pass for heterosexuals uh, through middle school and high school. That like if they couldn't fight people with their fists, they really had to develop like a rapier wit, and so, they hammered out their identity yeah. so hardcore in a way that you didn't have so to. So then do a sometimes cutter. you like will get heckled, but it's not really heckling; it's them saying That they're usually the funny queen, but this time they're not the funny queen at the thing because mm-hmm. they don't have a microphone. So you have to do a little bit. There's a little bit of pushback from that sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes if you perform at a gay bar, you get a mouthy girl uh-huh. in the front and that's a girl with a U. And you're like, listen, baby doll, <laughs> we could do this or we could hook up after the show that we were going to do anyway. It's your <laughs> choice. That's it's very just, fun. it's <laughs> like, it's, um, It's fun. I like being able to perform in front of both. I, want, I love doing gay rooms I love doing straight rooms I love doing a mix That's my my, my ideal room Is a mix mm-hmm. I love a nice I don't homogenize anything For me really It may be milk But like I want my crowd <laughs> To have like A little gay pocket Some black folks Some white people Some people not from New, A lot of people not from New York Some people from New York People from someplace else Older generations I want someone who's retired Someone who's working Someone who's never going have to i want all of those things that if it's if i'm saying what i want i feel like if
1: the more diverse the crowd in terms of uh lifestyle race uh income the the more they can become a community yeah in in that moment
0: and just
3: focus on the comedy exactly
0: there's like this bizarre ceiling for actually gay comedians Oh yeah
3: Let's talk about that Because
0: um, And I want to The pink the elef- ceiling The elephant Yeah the pink <laughs> ceiling the the, the 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 rainbow concrete yeah. floor above you Let's poke <laughs> a glory hole In that <laughs> pink ceiling That's <laughs> right
2: There we go Harris <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's pretty easy to name household name lesbian comedians. Yeah,
3: yeah, it is, and not even like just like world famous mm-hmm. lesbian comedians. Mm-hmm. And you like off top, you go, oh, okay, yeah, all by one name, Rosie Ellen, Wanda. Easy. Uh-huh. That is so funny, right? Though. One name, like, one name wonders. Yeah, That's and goodness. you're like, I know, all, I know all of them. Hope I know Jessica, right? Soon. right. She's and so
1: she's So now,
0: Oops, now, who's your internationally famous gay comedian? Canadian, well, I'm openly. cheating because I know, I know, you know, but I, I it's what well, I was uh, when I was preparing for this, I was we were, we were trying to come up with. I was in the car coming back from a gig with another comic, and we were just sitting there like, "Holy shit, this is actually kind of difficult." Yeah, and you you said Todd Glass. We said we were basically like Todd Glass,
3: but he. Came out later in life. Yep. He came out later in his career. Let's people, put it that way. People in their inner circles knew. And I think that's one thing that happens a lot with queer men in comedy, specifically queer men who want to be comics yeah. and say, Oh, I want to do comedy and I want to do comedy well. It's you're rare. Now we've had like a, a blooming and a blossoming of a few of them that are doing very well. But yeah, like who can you name historically? Yeah. You know? Who's your favorite? Gay 80s comic. Yeah. <laughs> Who's your favorite gay nineties comic? Yeah, and at that point you go, Mario Kantone. No, yeah, you, you don't, yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: It was it was really difficult. It was an interesting uh now and now you have like your Tim Dillon, you've got Mateo Lane, yeah you've got people who are openly they're, they're and and they're comedians.
3: <laughs> they're comedians who happen to be gay as opposed to No, but Mateo talks about it a lot more than Tim and I think that also shows the complexity of the subject matter with how you want to address what your sexual preference is cuz Tim Dillon will say it on stage, but he'll say it so people go away. No. Yep, and then, now, yeah. and then he's off. <laughs> yes. they just, he goes, No, no, yeah. I like him He so looks much. like the kind of guy that
1: hosts the the double ended dildo party in Requiem for a Dream. Like, he <laughs> looks
3: like that kind of misogynist. <laughs> no. He's like, I just like when women just squirm. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that and so, they're, and it's interesting that. People say, "Oh, the reason is because some crowds don't like gay men. Uh, some listeners don't find the idea of gay they find the idea of gay sex scary, and maybe not as funny." And then historically, there's this idea that is based in misogyny that lesbians don't even lesbians don't even have sex, so it's not really they're not really even doing anything. So then you either like make them asexual or you fetishize them, and it's the It's like those are the only things that straight male, the straight male gays can do for lesbians. Whereas like what happens with gay men is they go, oh, no, no, that can happen to me. I don't want my power to be taken away. I don't want my agency to be taken away. I don't want my virility to be taken away. More importantly, I don't want anyone to ever not respect me as a man. So I can't even enjoy this gay person's presence. Mm hmm. And that's part yeah, cause of it
0: because they're 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 signaling the virtue of their heterosexuality in their protest and
3: dismissal dismissal of it. Yeah, right? yeah, one hundred percent. And it's the idea that like people would say, oh, well, you know, that's not everyone can't laugh at that. Middle America can't laugh at that. Knowing that's a little bit too graphic. That's a little bit oh, that's too much. So like you just saying like you have a boyfriend. People are like, oh, that's a. Ooh. Mm. It's an
0: interesting thing because they will accept the absolutely most flamboyantly all over the top. They'll take that, yeah, right. They'll take their Liberace kind of person, but and Liberace
3: but, had the hilarious. And the, he wasn't a stand up at all, but he'd say things like, "You guys like this coat?"
0: He paid that old for showbiz it. Showbiz kind of <laughs> yeah. like off
4: yeah, the cuff, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah.
0: so they'll they'll take that. That somehow is okay. Like, for I've I've heard this said because you're a eunuch it, it, to them. You're well a cartoon. I would yeah. say even um like I, at that point it's not even a human being it's like yeah. a, it's like a cartoon and they can take that but then the closer that you get from this flamboyant cartoon to just a dude who happens to be homosexual You get enter. it's very similar to uh, in The Uncanny Valley with robots <laughs> So it was, The Uncanny Valley is where you add, have That's a men.com title too so just, <laughs> like, you know. Uncanny Valley So the, the Uncanny Valley is where um, you, If you have, a, you have a Like a humaniform robot, you have an Android or something, and the closer It gets to looking human, the closer It gets, the more people get really uncomfortable To the point where like the makers of real Dolls which are like these dolls that Are uh, that that People ostensibly buy and have sex With and relationships
2: with people
3: do
0: Uh, it They do it they do it and um, uh, So they 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 had to back off From how human like they made These dolls and make them more cartoony Because it was too it was too uncanny and weird
3: (laughs) And so and I think the same Fucking thing is happening I think but But I The idea that femininity Is acceptable when you're doing it cartoonishly and, f- and like kind of like foppishly mm-hmm. i also think What's that foppish like, mean? I'm it's sorry. just kind of like uh, so like i'm trying to think of the best way to say it like it's like flouncy and like it's like putting on airs and like okay like, that makes like sense foppish. Yeah. it's almost uh it's almost like silly. it's like putting silly on and a persona and like ornamental okay so oh, you're like, up totally Oh, yeah, it's like silly, dumb, and, like, ornamental, and it's, like, all, like, artifice-based. Gotcha, gotcha. And so I think you can be feminine, and I think you're allowed to be feminine, and I think more people should, like, see what that means to them as far as expression on stage. But when it's performative and when there's no—and when there's nothing super— and when there's nothing revealing behind it, that's when I get what you're saying. When you're like, oh, you just want me to be a clown for you. Yeah, it's a clown. It's a clown. Yeah. they it's accept, like, it's
0: like we almost don't have an archetype for this kind of male. Oh, no. Like, right? It's, it's missing. And so the people are like, I get this. There's an archetype for the clown. Uh, form of gay male yeah, Th- That exists but The the closer you get to just Regular dude who is gay People are just like I don't I can't This isn't I can't handle this on stage
3: But I think the regular dude who is Gay should have like Moments of that and then you should Be able to basically like Ping pong between because you can Because right now we accept Faye straight man we accept fae? Like uh, gay Kind of feminine performing like uh-huh. if someone's saying you're fey, they're saying like you're kind of you're girly you're it's kind of like
1: how bo burnham it was acceptable for him to be like they used to call me faggot when i was growing yeah. up and think i was too theatrical and like yeah throw yeah glitter and be like.
3: it's funny because he's not really gay. <laughs> yeah that's what's funny but it's him. even it's john mulaney being able to be theatrical the theatricality of straight males straight skinny men being able to do stand-up mm. oh straight skinny straight skinny white guys who can make a crowd go oh
0: what?
3: Oh, could stop you, it! Could, could
0: you call them straight twink comics? Yeah, straight
3: <laughs> twink people. You know, you no know, twink gentrifiers.
1: <laughs> uh- <laughs> you know what's funny? It's like I you you mentioned mentioning Melania. It's like he has really. Sp- Built his career on the idea that was like I'm not even a man. Yeah. Like that's kind of
2: <laughs> yes. his persona.
1: It's like I don't fight. I don't know. <laughs> like I'm I'm kind of catty. Like he's like, I'm an
3: old lady. <laughs>
1: it's like kind of what his persona
3: is. It's him based pushing on. Petunia around in the buggy with yes. his wife. Right. And that's beautiful because straight men get to play in that space now, and you want I want that for them. Because mm-hmm. not every comic can be an MMA fighter. You're not. No, Let me I'm tell you not. any comic who listen to this, Listen, if you want to be a tough guy, go get a tough guy job, work on a dock, <laughs> weld something, use your hands, get in the union, come home, have a lunch pail. Stop trying to fight folks all the time. Right? jokes. <laughs> yeah. God, not everyone has to be tough. And that's what they prove. Yeah. And so then I think that like it's funny to see. Gay comics like Tim Dillon, who people like, oh, but that guy's tough, and he's like, no, he's just he's just a crazy out there comic. There are these
0: biases that they're pushing against that now people are accepting. Yeah, right. And and um, what I what seems to be like missing really and it's what's what's really interesting about tim dylan is he's challenging a bias by barely acknowledging it but acknowledging it
3: yeah and just by performing the way he chooses to perform but who also does like that uh meron who's a comic here and frank Liotti both do a very good job of like being like really kind of like gutsy new york city comics who definitely grew up in scenes where being gay was something they had to like fight against and so their comedy is closer to the style of lisa lampanelli where they want to make a crowd go don't say that and Uh then they say it or they'd be transgressive against gay people against uh against, like, gay historical icons, against, like, the HIV and AIDS crisis. Like, they have... Uh, frankly, Eddie has a hilarious HIV-AIDS joke about, like, him growing up, like, and watching his friends die. But it's one of those things where, like, they chose to go, no, I gotta fight back right now. So it went Paul Lind and Rip Taylor having to make people laugh at just them existing. And then... There is a period of time where I think a lot of gay comics, it was just like you never could say you were gay, but you could say I've been on a few dates and, and I don't I don't know if I'm gonna find Mrs. Wright yet. And it's just like uh-huh. a wink and a nod to it. And like Mario Cantone I think had to do that and openly talked about being gay on NBC, on Last Comic Standing. He's like one of the few. And now like we in 2019 get to say hey I'm queer and they go and you better be some jokes after mm-hmm. yeah, that right right it's not enough yeah so some material
0: is confirming yeah. people's biases and then other well, other way of doing it is
3: to challenge people's biases or show them a new wrinkle they didn't even think about which is the challenging part yeah that's that's under challenging yeah. and and but I think both are worth something
0: like i, I i've seen it done really well where you, and and i do this too where um you start off confirming a little bit just to get them just to get them into the subject like oh, okay okay this is what you think i know this is what you ha 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 ha, ha. and then you flip it and then you go you're like now i'm going to challenge what you think about this and i like i think that's a really interesting fun comedy but then the uh, the but the the other stuff just seems almost like like hacker cheap, where it's, it's all confirming your biases.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah. If I, hmm, whenever people use girl or bitch as a punchline, like that's what you mean? Mm-hmm. Stuff like yeah. that. Stuff like that. Yeah. That's always tough because you go, oh, don't do that. You're just trying to make that one bachelorette party laugh. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, there are other people in this room, but do what you got to do, baby. Um, <laughs> It's just, I think there really is something to be said about making. A, a crowd of people who, who don't know you As a queer person Like you as a comedian as And as a queer person And you always kind of wanted to be as a comedian first For me, mm-hmm. from for my career and for my trajectory what I want is people to go god oh he was so funny mm-hmm. he was so funny the stuff he said was so funny and that's also why if i look at like the grab bag i have of things it's like gay jokes black jokes southern jokes millennial jokes and if we want to categorize all of my jokes that way we can whatever sure cuz that's me But then the fun part is, like, tinkering with them and putting them together and figuring out what goes with what and, like, how I approach everything. And even... And even like confirming people's biases is them going, oh no, I didn't want to think that. That's what I want to happen. I don't want people to go, oh no. Like I have a joke where I go, That's challenging. Uh, that's challenging, yeah. not well, not
0: confirming necessarily. Well, I don't. I don't think that people you mean you didn't
1: want the confirmation. Yeah, because you're like, wait. Do you mean like a progressive crowd? That's like... I want
3: someone to say, ah, no, I don't want to laugh at this. This is terrible. Oh, okay. Got
0: it. Got it. Well, let's let's do this. Let's introduce Jay Jordan. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey,
3: Jay Jordan, and then we'll play some. Your material <laughs> comedian from New York. Uh, I'm originally from Mississippi have a lot of fun things going on uh, Recording my album this year oh, yeah. yeah That'll be Comedy out Club. The New York Comedy Club It was a great recording session It should be out uh, early 2020 uh, Yeah, it's been fun uh, You did New Faces, right? I did do JFL New Faces this year mm-hmm. uh, Yes, this still counts as new You can be new after 30, you guys Don't <laughs> worry <laughs> Don't worry Stand Up NBC I, Yeah, Stand Up NBC finalist 2018 That's actually the that put me kind of on the shorter list for the Tonight Show, mm-hmm. yeah. and so that's how I was introduced to the Booker. Uh, he kind of saw my material through there, and that's like a year long thing where like you send a you send a transcript, and you are like, okay, great, and then like you just kind of figure out from there, and then you wait, and then you. You hear after JFL, no one else is getting on in twenty nineteen because of the scheduling. You are like, okay, and they're like, well, you know, you see Ryan Hamilton get on. You are like, well, he needs to be on the Tonight I'm gonna, Show before me. I am going to cut you off because I want to talk about you. Okay, this, yeah. I mean, this is this process is really riveting, but like, let's, okay, let's talk about me. Yeah, I'm, I'm on, yeah. On, oh, man, yes. uh, I am down with that. Narcissist? Yeah, man. Yeah, I was voted from, most likely to know what. You're, so you are from? I am from Mississippi originally.
0: From Mississippi, like f- famously known for its. Uh, like it's like acceptance, acceptance. yeah, one hundred
3: percent. Me and Lance Bass uh-huh. and Tig, <laughs> and I should say, on this comedy podcast for nerds, yeah. And it was it went Mississippi, and then you moved to I went Mississippi, Alabama for graduate school, and, and, and ta- floor, a little bit of Tampa in between for Would a you job. Your degree in I theater, so I went English theater theater. So I went mm-hmm. B.A. in English, B.F.A. in theater, M.F.A. in theater. Okay, and so I was an instructor. I taught my final two years, well, really two and a half years at graduate school I taught acting one so from a performance standpoint I've been performing since I was 12 so if I yeah, ever give yeah now. if I ever give anyone notes on something that's not a joke I'm usually trying to tell them what the audience wants to see just from a blocking and mechanic standpoint <laughs> that's a
1: good that's a good thing to know
0: yeah, Got and it. just from like a... So like if this doesn't work out,
3: you have a bright future as a high school drama teacher. Oh, hi, I could teach <laughs> yeah. college. It's a terminal degree. I'm not... T- <laughs> high school? What do you think it's <laughs> dangerous minds? Uh, no, I'm not Michelle Pfeiffer. I, um, <laughs> I do... I could have taught, and I did, and I don't know if I will go back until I'm very successful, so I can throw it in those kids' faces. That's right, you I tell them. Yeah, I never, wanna, I never want to be the teacher that they get to whisper didn't make it when I give them a B on something. You know, <laughs> that's right. You want to do this out of pre spite? Yeah, I, exactly. Yeah. I want to. I want them to go. I hate the fact that he knows what he's talking about. Oh. He was on an episode of High Maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> that's right
2: good. That's your credit right now. It is just the uh, one. Really?
3: No, it's coming out in February, Valentine's uh, Day. Oh, congratulations! Yeah, dude, you get to awesome. see my butt. Yeah. Oh, but,
0: <laughs> but faggots can't look at it, right? No, yeah. fag-
3: faggots can't look at it. They have to taste it. Uh,
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> what you doing? Looking? Get to work back there.
1: I just watched American Psycho and it says that exact line. Don't
3: just stare at it. Eat it. <laughs> uh, another gay icon. There's In American Psycho. Just for the underwear and the face mask. What got you to stand up? So I always wanted to perform. I always would get notes on things. They'd be like, Jay, great job. Less funny. And I'd be like, oh, so it's a funeral? (laughs) They'd be like, yeah, it is a funeral. This scene is a funeral. Mm -hmm. Jay, I I don't know what you thought it was. And so I always gravitated towards comedy. I was a huge comedy but, like, nerd scenes
0: looking over like a dead pedophilia murder case and you're like i got the perfect joke well this. i don't like, know what is, kind
3: of scenes you think what? they assign i don't know like well like, no well because there's like this famous like lewis uh prior scene in angels that people do in a lot of bfa studies where like they're at his funeral it's angels in america and like you can't i just i was sure making it too
1: but, which is a the theater yeah yeah i was yeah. just
3: making it too comedic and oh. that's the note i got they're like they're like jake you can't like i know you're trying to be lovey-dovey and it's like but you can't it's, I was like oh so it's a funeral they're like yeah it's a funeral it's yeah. a funeral it's literally a funeral <laughs> So you're
0: like so you're, you're, you're sitting your story is is one of irrepressible humor <laughs> I was just
3: I like being funny I liked watching comedy I like figuring out why comedy worked in middle school and in high school I would stand in my room in front of the TV and watch things like premium blend tough crowd which is really weird when you watch tough crowd and then you grow up and you get to meet Dante Nero and people and you're like wait what what? You could like shake hands with Colin Quinn. You're just like, this is weird. You, cause if you watch tough crowd growing up, then you, you like see people shit on Kevin Hart in real time. And then you see oh, him blow up funny. and you're like, Oh man. Cause that's like, it was Greg Gerardo. Yeah, it, yeah. it was like it, Patrice on the, like, you know what I mean? Like tough. It was, it was
1: heavy hitters. It was heavy grossy, hitters. Just like angry.
3: talking about basically what they want to talk about that day. And then also shitting on each other. Rich yeah. Vaughn. Like it was. So when did you finally do it? So I was, whenever I moved to New York, so I did it in, I did it twice in undergrad and I did a final scene, I did like a final project in grad school in 2015 where I did uh, it was supposed to be a one man show that was like a mix of humor and pathos but the note I got was Jay this is just a set and I was like <laughs> I was like Whoops. What, a, what a compliment I was like my bad y'all <laughs> my bad I just murdered I'm out of here thanks for the degree and, and I, we had like a stand up section where I had to where we had to study a stand up I studied prior the animal oh, bit nice. and we had to like What's transcribe the, uh, it the, the where he's the talking about fucking in the zoo. no he's talking about lions hunting oh yeah I, yeah. When he went to Africa yeah. So you had to transcribe it And then like You basically had to like Transcribe the set Right so cool. And like Circle the punchline And the setup. And it was a really cool, And it was the first time I'd ever done it And I was like Oh shit Okay I can do This is it And so like I still had that When I did my final project And I moved to New York In 2015 And started hitting mics uh, pretty, Like 2016 I moved here with Represent Theatrical representation And the woman She told me She was like I was there When, like, Chris Rock blew up, so I definitely can get you some comedy stuff. But while she was, like, trying to give me theater stuff, and she couldn't. And so then I just started going to mics. I really, I went to free mics because my friend was like, you got to go to free mics. And I wrote some things that got popular. And so that's how I also got some credits. I, like, had a credit with The New Yorker Mm -hmm. for, like, Shouts and Murmurs. So I wrote two Shouts and Murmurs that were pretty funny. Um, And so then I just started going to mics. And luckily, like, Won a few competitions And that's where we are now Cool Let's do some plugs Yeah And let's play some of this Material you yeah, talked Yeah let's about. play <laughs> some of it <laughs> uh, So uh, what do you got going on? My Comedy Central digital set Should air sometime In late January or Early February oh, I nice. taped that A few weeks ago And that was a really cool experience I have a joke That I was saving Just for them And I'm glad That they <laughs> let me do it yeah. uh, And uh, further out than that I My episode of High Maintenance Comes out Oh February fourteenth and you can follow me on all social media handles at J Jordan. Yeah, J Jordan. J A Y J U R D E N although Facebook it looks original.
0: like is J Jordan comedy.
3: Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. If you follow me on Facebook and not the other things, I guess Jay Jordan, <laughs> yeah comedy. You grandma. should know you
1: are weird for doing
3: that. Yeah. Oh, that's, it's, no, it is fine. I'm accessible. It's to all not people. fine, Jay. They should be on Instagram
1: <laughs> and Twitter, and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: that's, Our plugs real quickly. So I'll be going on tour again at the end of January, all the way through. It looks like the beginning of March. I'll have all that at jeffmcbride.com forward slash shows. And it looks, it'll be fun. It's going to be like in the Wisconsin, uh, Ohio, Minnesota area. Mostly.
2: Nice. Yeah. Nice. yeah.
1: Russ Bell. Um, I will be in New York city. I'll just, I post all my shows on my Instagram, uh, uh, story and, uh, that's about just... You'll just follow me. Harrison.tweets. <laughs> yeah, Watch the
3: story. That. I like Harrison because he doesn't post it on the main. I don't need... Um, every, the main? I don't do you need your dates filling up the main grid. The Instagram. Oh. You, here's... Let me tell you. If it's something important, post it. If it's not super <laughs> important, post Put it in the story and then I'll wow, message yeah, you. You yeah. heard it here. Harrison's
0: Harrison's show is not important. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's very
3: important. You just can't post every story in the main, because then your main is just filled with other people's flyers. And yes, then what that's happens? True. Oh
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. I know what your main. Yeah. Yeah. Just put in the fucking story. Yeah. 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 I try
0: to limit
3: post. And then put it on Twitter.
2: Okay. Yeah.
0: Great. That's some great instruction. Everybody, write that down.
3: Yeah. Uh,
1: so. I'm helping folks out here. <laughs> yeah, you are. No, we,
3: yeah. This is, this people is will make fun of you. People, freak, I, people will make fun of you if you put someone else's flyer on your main every day.
1: Oh, dude, that shit's lame as hell. Also, it only gets like All right, I'm going to write this
3: down.
2: <laughs>
0: All right, so next we're going to play some stand-up by Jay Jordan. I and... believe this is my
3: clip from The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon? Uh, that's correct. Okay, with the Roots, <laughs> with the roots crew. Uh-huh. The roots crew. All right, so let's play that now. Hey, my name is Jay Jordan, and I recently went to the doctor. I was diagnosed with a very rare but a very treatable condition. I have what's known as black best friend face. <laughs> You see it? I just look like every black best friend in TV shows, movies, college campus brochures. That's me. I'm just happy and nappy next to the science building, doing my best to learn about these electrons. Stop laughing, we need more of us in STEM with this face. And with this personality, I'm also an actor. And as an actor, my job is very easy. Because whenever I audition, my lines are just variations of, man, that's crazy. (laughs) Yo, my mama would never let me do that. But you need to get out there and dance. (laughs) Excuse me, but what the hell is a (laughs) scone? For the record, I know what a scone is. I love scones. (laughs) People say, Jay, you want to become a famous actor, move out to Los Angeles, start dating white women? And to those people, I say, women, whoo, you must think I'm a really good actor. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we can pause right there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, before the applause break, that's what I call a reveal as far as like every gay comic who isn't ostensibly super out there, out there, gay, at the top of their set usually has a joke where they bury the lead and then they let people know that they're queer Mm -hmm. and you only get to do it once. Once. You only get to do it once and it needs to be very, very strong or you need to say at the beginning that you're queer. That's just how comedy works right now for a lot of people. And so the reason I like that joke is because I've kind of thrown them all over the place. I'm kind of, using a weird meta theatrical way of talking about the industry and performing to like make them go, okay, he's a performer. I get this. Mm -hmm. Oh, this what's going on. Cool. Great. Fun. Little black joke. We're here. It's like a, it's, it's this idea that you basically have been affable to the audience the entire time and Mm -hmm. they've gone, okay, we're cool. We've like, Calm them down you trust, We yeah, trust they, you they Not only do they trust me I. I he's downright likable yeah, And yeah. then you go By the way This And uh-huh. they go How Whoa okay great We <laughs> yeah. We like him even more now Yeah And if we were worried We're not Like that's what I like About that reveal Also
0: you have the Cheesiest big smile Oh right yeah there. Just uh-huh. like Just like right
3: <laughs> It's like See told you <laughs> Well cause The thing of they don't Tell you about Uh late night set like that is like you can prepare as much as you think you can prepare for what that audience feels like but you know it's just like a wall of laughs and claps and you just from a timing standpoint you're you're happy that you're well under whenever you ran it on monday when because i shot that on tuesday but you're like you're like thank y'all stop laughing There's another joke after this one. I have a job to do. Yeah, (laughs) and so like you'll see it in the like if you keep going. There's a couple times I'm like, all right, this is (laughs) y'all out here just. (laughs) All right, I guess we'll listen to more. Look at him existing. I like making people smile. There's so many beautiful smiles out there, including, but not limited to my own. Yes. Natural smile. Never had braces. That's right. He did this. I'm talking about the big orthodontist in the sky. It's as if God said, your teeth will be straight, but you won't.
1: It's like a music to the way you perform. Thank very, you. It's very yeah. pleasant. Yeah,
3: I like... Figuring out sonically what works and what's fun, and um, because talk about that a little more. Well, whenever I say a phrase, I'm very much aware of the fact that like every word that I choose can have like an impact, or it can like have a delay, or it can. I really try to like sometimes even like personify words when I say them. Like so, when with that when I say it's uh, it's as if God said your teeth will be straight, but you won't. Like that, the T was super important for me, the drop down and pitch on want, making God's voice different than mine, even my hand flailing on like the lightning Mm -hmm. bolt. All of those are things that I thought about as I was developing that joke. And that joke came about because I had like another joke about gay lightning. And gay thunder. So what happens is I did a show and there was another queer black person. And I was like, Ah oh man, I'm so upset you stole my gay black thunder. And I said, <laughs>
2: yeah, and black like, thunder. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, That's for you guys that movie. don't know,
3: gay black thunder, it sounds a lot like boom <laughs> bitch. <laughs> and so then that became a weather joke that I really liked so much, and then I figured out I wanted to do a joke. Before that, when I was creating the triplet of like weather patterns, and that was the one. Uh, it's as if God said your teeth will be straight, but you won't because the additional tags that didn't make it on the shore. Like, and they sent down a gay lightning bolt that was very, tss, I'm shocked. Like, that's the <laughs> joke. But, like, <laughs> All of that That's started, hilarious. but yeah, but all of that started because I was on a show with another gay comic. Why did you comic. keep that in this show? Well, because I wanted to get to these things. This was like a very oh, much. A it this is me. It too much. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. like because I love the three gay weather patterns. But I even say this in the in one part of the set. There's a part where I say, "I know what you guys Here, are thinking." Can, wait, wait, don't say it. Let's oh, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here, let me just say what I do. <laughs> <laughs> Your teeth will be straight, but you won't. <laughs> Speaking of religion, my dad's side of the family is Catholic. That's right, black Catholics do exist. We say Hail Mary, J. Blige. <laughs> <laughs> Full of grace in this dancerie.
2: <laughs> and the I roots love that, love
3: that one more. Than, that's The roots kept laughing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a
3: really specific reference. It's great. It's great. Uh, um, yeah, you look over at them too. Yeah, because yeah. they wouldn't stop laughing. If they laugh, the crowd looks at them laughing and the crowd doesn't stop. So it's like these weird in-between and giggles. Awesome. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. Yo. <laughs> that's really cool. A transfer of laughter. Yeah. That's hilarious. Because they, when they see them crack up, they're like, this, what is going? (laughs) The show is off the rails (laughs) All right. Now I'm not straight but I do like straight people In fact straight people make some noise That's enough (laughs) We can't take y'all
2: nowhere
3: (laughs) I did some kind of drastic this past fall To connect with my straight homeboys I joined a fantasy football league yeah, I thought it was something completely different. <laughs>
2: uh,
3: that's very true. My friends invited me. Uh, shout out to the Alpha Dogs. They invited me to a fantasy football league. And there was like a big dust up. They were like, we're going to invite Jay to the league. They like had meetings about it. They were like, we're going to invite Jay <gasps> to the league. And like when I finally got the invitation, I was like, you guys, this is, thank you for having me. And I like made the joke. I was like, fantasy football. Now what I ma- imagine. Like, okay, it's great. It's great. Now what I imagined. And then I figured out, I was like, I can structure that to put it on stage. Uh-huh. And then I did. And now every time I do that joke, they're like, you talked about this.
0: Oh, that's it, that awesome. happens. That I, I
3: love that. That does happen.
0: Like, yeah. like whenever you put somebody into a joke uh, that you know, they get so excited. They were about like, it. Jay yeah.
3: talked about us." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. That's that was. About and it. I was doing really well until this set aired. I think I was like five and one, and then I tanked. <laughs> you tanked. What do you mean? The rest of the season. So oh, your that's face funny. on this
0: too. You one thing I I noticed from watching this the first time you really do a great job of staying in the bit while the audience reacts. Yeah. And I think that's so important. I've been doing that more and more and more, really focusing on not breaking in any way while, while they're absorbing the joke and reacting to it and just sitting, it's almost like you become a statue for a second. Yeah. Um, well, it, 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 it prolongs the laughter. It goes, it gets deeper and then you can kind of feel the waves start to recede and then you come to life again.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and for that, medium for that medium for that audience for that venue for that show for that set of standards and practices that's paramount mm-hmm. you can i mean i don't i didn't want to look at my feet on nbc yeah i would yeah. i could do that at other places but that, it's so presentation i wore a jacket because i wanted to wear a jacket i wanted to wear a suit because i still wanted to be me but i knew i had to like wear a jacket yeah
1: i was actually i i every time i've seen this i've seen this a few times i was like he did a good job of looking nice, but not like he's dressed. Yeah, up I didn't want to feel like way. a waiter. Uh, Sometimes either. people wear suits, and it's like this doesn't fit you that well, or it just doesn't seem like your style. And but then the way you dress for this does look nice, very like my first TV appearance. But it also looks like I could just see you at a regular show, yeah. wearing this thing. And so, it's cool.
0: I'm, I am meant something a little more Fashion te- stuff is still gay, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I, I meant something a little more technical, you know, related to stand-up. And <laughs> so people step on laughs all the time, right? Oh, yeah. People step on laughs uh, by—I by, hear this all the time. Punchline, last word, ah! Uh! <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Right? Or they'll start the next bit, or they'll over-clarify or something. When the, they said the funniest thing, and then just— stopping that's a great way to avoid stepping on that laugh you make sure you don't step on the laugh physically
3: i want to sell the bit right i don't want to get out of it because i don't want them to get out of whatever they're experiencing mm-hmm. from that mm-hmm. like kind of epiphany and it was a tiny it was a tiny delay on i thought it was something completely different pop cuz a girl said uh, i'll never forget it i said fantasy football league and a woman close to the top of the studio audience, she said, woo, and you hear it on there. She, she cheered for that. And I got to look at her and say, I thought it was something completely different. So I actually had a pinpoint. She ellioped you. Yeah. And that, but that,
0: that moment of just, Freezing Staying in the bit Staying in character A lot of it is Even just in your eyes That's something I've been really Focusing on a lot Like what are my eyes Saying right now Are they too Full of mirth Are they Is it Or am I being serious in a point where I need To be serious And just giving them That moment to just Stare at you Yeah uh, When you finish talking And like bask in it (laughs) Yes
2: It's fun
0: Right 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 But it's I think that's an Interesting thing It's not just the words It's physicality Knowing what is your Body saying (laughs) right now Right now. That's also
3: theater training. Because what happens is you have a script and you have a laugh, and you know that laugh has happened every performance. And if you say if you try to like shut the audience up with that laugh, you're gonna have to deliver that line twice because you just gave someone's cue. You know this laugh is gonna take a little bit. You just have to accept however long it's gonna take and then move on. So that's all theater training from that standpoint. Well it works. Thank you. All right. Let's keep going. (laughs) This is bad. This is fun. This is the best masturbatory session I've had (laughs) in a very long time. That's probably high praise coming from you. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean yeah. I have yeah. My two boyfriends they'll they'll probably argue.
0: (laughs) 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 They're gonna be all jealous of the time you came up and did gay shit
3: (laughs) with you two. Yeah. (laughs) And then they're gonna look at you and be like, I mean, I get. Yeah. I'm dating the Garrison. And so it's not that yeah. far off, Harrison Oh, that's funny Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people, he says Garrison And they go, Harrison? He no, goes, and he's like, no, no Garrison <laughs> Exactly <laughs> T- Toss a
1: Harrison in next time
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: like... Alright, let's keep going <laughs> My friend said My friend said, Jay, you wanna play fantasy football? I said, yes, what is it? He said, it's me, you, six other dudes I said, stop right there <laughs> I already said yes <laughs> No need to sweeten the deal. turns out I was mistaken. As you guys all know, fantasy football is just book club for straight dudes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a safe space where they can go to gossip and talk about their feelings and that's okay. See, when gay men gossip, we're called caddy. When straight men gossip, it's called a podcast. <laughs> that's so
0: good. I love that joke because it's so out of left field and so on the money. <laughs> yeah. And it was
1: refreshing it, to know that wasn't too inside baseball. Yeah. Because we spent so much time like as comics and as podcasters talking about podcasts and doing podcasts it's like oh everyone knows how ridiculous
3: podcasts (laughs) have gotten out and because it'll like the reason i like that that analogy and i love analogy comedy it's one of my crutches and whenever i know i'm writing too many analogies i'm like get out of here um (laughs) i i like it because i'm not taking anything away from straight guys as much as i'm giving them a thing. I'm like, you guys can be catty. Yes, you have yes. permission. Mm-hmm. This is your safe space to be little gossipy queens mm-hmm. that you all want to be. And and it's the longer bit. I have a longer ESPN bit about like how ESPN is just like like hearsay between. Men. I have like it's the whole thing, uh-huh. but that's one is truncated for time. But yeah, I that's love that. Great, hilarious. But I and I love too that that's
0: there are I think in that chunk in that little in that bit there are basically. I think three turns. Yeah. There are three turns and they don't, it's, it's, it's really, it's wonderfully A to C or A to D or F or whatever it is, because that, that podcast thing comes out of nowhere. (laughs) And then you're also saying something. At the same time, with one word, it's
3: so much meaning packed into just a few words. And right I there. got away with an orgy joke on TV. People, yeah. wait, so this when I say it's me, you, six other dudes. And I said, stop right there. Yeah. Right. Like that's an orgy joke on NBC mm-hmm. that people who get it got it, and people who don't will say that's just silly. Yeah, but that's like a disgusting <laughs> joke.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's really filthy. And also, I mean, even the like uh, fantasy football team. Yeah. it's already like like my brain lit up like sexual. Fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Like, like every, you are doing a lot of filthy material coded. in like uh-huh. actually, but like
3: the way you do it, like
1: it would play also in like
3: Carson's. Yeah, uh, well, well, Show. that was somewhere. my. I love good joke writing and uh, Eddie Murphy's Tonight Show set. At one point, which is funny, he goes, "Shut up." Oh, <laughs> yes, that's a great. The first yeah, black President, I love that. Yeah. I love that whole set. <laughs> cool. All right. All right. <laughs> I know what you guys are thinking, wow, a lot of gay stuff, and you're right, whoops. The
2: reason I do this this is because
3: I still have to deal with bigotry and homophobia, even in 2019. I'm doing a show a few months ago in New York City. I get on stage, say some of my jokes, a guy in the front row gets up, grumbles. I didn't know there was going to be a gay guy here, left the show. And in my head, I'm thinking, sir, what are you doing? This is New York City. There are definitely more outside. (laughs) That That happened because of two instances. It happened because a guy left the show I was doing at a club uh, in Midtown. Uh, I won't say which club, but you'll figure it out when I tell you what happened. He like left uh, <laughs> during my set, and maybe the gay—maybe he just had enough comedy. But it just felt like he was leaving because of a few gay jokes, and he like was leaving. And I wanted to be like, "Dude, you are on 53rd and 9th. You are in Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> you are geographically gay right now, even if you aren't." <laughs> <laughs> and then there was another thing that happened where like a certain. Uh, Club in the village, or not club? Good club now. Club said that like men couldn't wear tank tops, and I got really mad. So I was like, "Do you understand how many gay guys, and how many meatheads, and how many Guidos are gonna team up and take this place down? (laughs) You're not gonna serve a single vodka soda, you piece of shit." And they had, like, there's a weird no tank top rule in the summer in the village. And I was like, this is – you're in the village. Do you not – read the room, dog. And so those two instances made me want to write a joke about people – trying to be homophobic here and uh-huh. walking outside. I mean, I've got to get out of this gay place. I'm like, well, I hope you have a car cause uh, <laughs> you got a lot to get away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so that was the joke that ended up being the final form of it. Is That's that great. really fun kind of tight chunk on like a person that did leave? It's, a show.
0: I could feel just the cut, 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 cut. Yeah. yeah. I also like that
1: you, uh, like your own material. Oh, uh, yeah it's, uh, I, I I like my own material I like when people like their own material Because it's really fun And I feel mm-hmm. like you should be oh, performing the I material s- you like
3: to perform I feel like I still I think I referenced your uterine lining uh, <laughs> <Really>? joke <laughs> to someone They were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I
2: was like,
3: it's very funny You should see
2: it <laughs> oh, no.
3: Now, I'm always like I really like whenever people say Oh, how... What's the distillation of this? Like, how did this? Because the stories behind those jokes always start as like, can I structure this? That's yeah. my comedy brain. I go, oh, this is this happened to me. Can I structure this? Mm-hmm. Like, I have a joke about my niece right now liking Chick Fil A, where I go, oh no, it's, you know, she likes Chick Fil A, and I get it. She doesn't know any better. She's four. She's a bigot, and, and it's like, and that's like, that's the joke to me. Is being able to say this thing happened that I don't necessarily know how to feel about, and it's sort of funny. But can I structure it? Mm-hmm. Can I structure it? And can I make it succinct? And can I trim it? Mm-hmm. And can I make it deliverable? And can I find out where I want to play with the words? Cool. Let's keep going. Head, I'm thinking, sir, what are you doing? This is New York City. There are definitely more outside. <laughs> You need to stick with the evil you know (laughs) (laughs) I'm originally from Mississippi I went Mississippi, Alabama, New York Which is just the Underground Railroad (laughs) (laughs) The original Subway And now I live with my boyfriend And I love him so much He really is the best health insurance provider I could find (laughs) (laughs) My copay is just kisses Don't ask about my deductible. That's personal. Okay. That's another gay sex joke. Uh-huh. It's so good.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, it's so good. And it's so you you defang it to the point where they're like, wait, that's gay men kissing. Like it, it, it just kisses. Uh-huh. One
3: of my friends said that. They were like, it's so, that's like the cutest. Kissing joke, yeah. I I've like that. Ever it's heard. like a couple joke, <laughs> yeah. It, it
0: also
1: is like cross uh, uh, sexuality because I was like, Oh, that's like something me and my
3: girlfriend would say to me. <laughs> yeah, <So> that like <laughs> yeah. my
1: heart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. like, Oh, that is like what it feels like to be like, in a
3: relationship. And I wanted you to play it. with the alliteration of my copay is just kisses. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it, it, you're you, right, it has a fun you,
0: you, music you, you, it's joke. almost like you were like, My copay is cake, <laughs>
3: yeah. 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 <laughs> same, yeah, same level, yeah. and I don't even Say kisses where it's just it's, <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. You leave it up to their dirty, dirty, straight imagination. I know those Midwestern minds. Yeah. Just, oof, a lot of just moms tagging other moms on the Facebook video <laughs> yeah. of this, which I love to
1: see. It's funny. That the pinnacle of stand-up comedy in New York is a televised event for people from Oklahoma. <laughs> 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 uh, uh,
3: you've made it. Yeah. You're like what? You is- made it. The pe- <laughs> the people who you just you look down on are enjoying you it's Like i never the weird thing about me is that like i never because i'm from mississippi it's always like oh okay great because no matter what the crowds in mississippi sometimes are just gonna be like jay is just too out there for me <laughs> yeah what he's dating a boy this is craziness and you're just like no it's like So I have to like still be affable and still be likable. But I also want to talk about queer stuff. I just really I just have to make sure the joke is just as funny as the content and the premise. Your
0: affability and likability is proof
3: of how good of an actor you are. Oh yeah Cause I'm so, cause <laughs> you, you really you guys, pulled it over You guys should have heard me Before this motherfucker here record I was no, I just I don't even know How to do that I'm the person that After every show It's like Oh my gosh Thank you so much It's such a good opportunity I love performing For four people I'm gonna have a good one <laughs> uh,
6: I do
1: feel like that way Anytime I do a show That's like Light or something yeah, I'm like This is still fun. You don't have yeah. to apologize I mean it's, it's nice when they do But I'm like It's fine We had
3: a good time Yeah. The, thing i want to say is that uh the i know what you guys are thinking a lot of gay stuff whoops i put that in i love it i put that in to be transgressive because i wanted them to have to play it on nbc because it was doing well when i did it uh saturday sunday monday in the city leading up to this uh-huh. and it's such a weird thing because you, you like whenever you do a show like that you get you kind of They don't say it outright, but they're like, "Don't pigeonhole yourself." Like, we love your set. We want to see every part of you. And like, I looked at and I was like, "Oh man, I'm doing a lot of gay jokes." Whoops!
2: Like it's such like a
3: (laughs) oh no, I didn't (laughs) what?
2: I
0: like that. That's it's sort of like you were like talking to Sanders and practices. One hundred percent.
3: (laughs) One hundred (laughs) percent. That's
0: great. That's That's hilarious.
1: (laughs) Well, you're like it's a lot of gay stuff. Yeah. The last thing you said was about a relationship Yeah but since you're a gay Comedian I guess like it's been Put in your mind that's like that's gay Material but that's just a relationship just, joke Yeah if I yeah. did that it's like I'm not doing straight Material yeah. and like people like I've never <laughs> Even yep. thought about like yeah oh, I'm just doing my straight Shit tonight. <laughs> <laughs> <You>
3: <laughs> Talking do, about moving in with uh, my girlfriend That's, that's straight it. bullshit and then that weird Thing is that sometimes straight comedians are like I Like my girlfriend and now that's like a whole transgressive Trend and straight guys are like I actually Like her and people are like wow, wow we Come so far.
1: I fucking hate ball and chain comedy. So, like, <laughs> like, that dumb bitch is like, back yeah, yeah. cheat on you.
6: Like, I hate you, dude. This
1: asshole who loves me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she needs Lord. a
0: comedian. <laughs> <laughs> like she's a saint.
3: She needs a medal, not abuse. Oh, yeah, I know.
0: It's fucking ridiculous.
3: <laughs> we live in a neighborhood that I would describe the same way many of you will describe me after the show. My neighborhood is urban, but safe. <laughs> This older gentleman who's lived there for years, he noticed that the neighborhood was changing, and he saw me going into my building with my scones, and he said, "Hey, young blood, neighborhood's changed." And I said, "Yeah, homie, for the better." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a little, body. Yeah, the, yeah.
0: little, little back <laughs> kick.
3: Yeah, that's a little little kick up, and so to me, that's also a duplicity joke where you get to do a quick physical bit as a turnaround, where you get to be like super, you get to be like kind of bro-y and Super really like hood. Like what happens is I want that guy to know like I'm part of this neighborhood when he's like, Yeah, hey young blood neighborhoods changed. I'm like, Yeah, homie. For the better. I want it to be a turn. I want it to be an option up in pitch. And I want it to be a physical signifier. Because I was talking about the fact that like people in my neighborhood, literally, they'll be like surprised they're gay people. I'm like, there have been gay people in Harlem for years. Langston yeah. Hughes was gay, y'all. But also, <laughs> you're surprised that like these young queer couples are coming in. And so like you have to, you street. have to deal with like queerness in a way that you didn't have to deal with. It's not just like at certain clubs now. It's like just like people moving in and walking around. And so that's kind of also a nod to the fact that sometimes anyone really in this city, like you'd be thinking, Oh, cool. It's 2000 at the time, 2019. And then people still like throw like pink F-bombs at you or still be like, say something like sissy or like laugh about something. You'll be like, wait, what? Yeah. And so just like that, I wanted to address. But was there a time or an experience
0: or something that you heard that was a paradigm shift for you for comedy for stand-up where you heard a tip or somebody said something to you that made a difference where it was a click
3: moment oh um yes so i got a note from i can read it actually do you want me to read yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. Yeah. yeah and i'll t- it's gonna be funny when you guys find out who sent it to me i got a note from Roy Wood Jr. Ah. <laughs> so this was, uh, this would have been, this was June uh, 15th, the uh, 2017. And he said, funny, not sure how long you've been doing it, but you're more than good enough to keep At it and continue growing. Our own mental state is the only true hurdle in comedy, not the industry itself, but our inability to endure when the industry punches you in the chest, which it will repeatedly. (laughs) Uh, Not sure if there's more to the Hamilton rap joke, but in my honest opinion, you aren't speaking to the real issue in the joke. It needs to be expanded. The bit isn't about mashing up today's rap music with popular Broadway shows. Uh, the parody songs are the joke That's the joke uh, sometime, But sometimes The joke and the point Are separate So sometimes The joke and the point Are separate He goes on to say Like uh, To me the point You're trying to make But then state Is how much hip hop Has influenced our culture And adding up rap uh, And adding rap To something Such notes. Somehow yeah. makes it easier To sell so the first thing is perseverance in comedy. Yeah, sure. So at that, when I got that, I was like, I'm going to every mic I can go yeah. to. I'm just going to keep doing comedy. The God, second thing. battery's full. Yeah. And <laughs> the second thing was that knowing your material so well that you can tell the difference between the point and the joke. And so every time you asked me about one of my jokes, I'm like, the reason I wanted to tell this joke was because is, of this thing. Uh, but the joke scientifically and kind of like technically is this thing. Mm-hmm. And so like, that's the... um that's one of the moments. That's one of the moments. That is the paradigm shift for me. Oh, that's so cool.
0: Uh, splitting out the point from the joke.
3: Yeah, the point from the joke and being able to take apart your gun, which is your joke, and put it back together and say mm-hmm. why it shoots. Mm-hmm. And so, like, making sure I knew every part and everything mm-hmm. that I was saying was super important to me from then on. Harrison Greenbaum
0: outlined who his, I love. Yeah, he's so great. Uh, he said he, every joke has a twist and a point mm-hmm. and the, and if you don't have a point, your joke is pointless, <laughs> right? But if it does, and then if it's, um, but if it doesn't work as a joke, if there's no twist, then it's just a failed joke. Like, and that every joke has to have uh, compression, contrast and clarity. And if yeah. it's, and it, if it isn't working, it's because it's failing on one or, or more of those things. And what you're talking about, identifying what the joke is and identifying what the point is, it's so it's right on the money yeah I, the moment i heard that i was
3: like oh 100 <laughs> percent." yeah yeah and so that was that was a paradigm shift for me and then i was curious what is what is your best or most instructive bomb Ooh. oh that's a good question I want to say it happened recently <laughs> uh-huh. at a holiday party. Don't do holiday parties. Um no, that's <laughs> that does a sound conducive to fun. <laughs> you know. Oh, oh be appreciative and perform for the audience you have. I've 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 seen so many people either undersell or throw too hard at an audience, and they it happens. It happened one time in Queens to me, and it happened another time in Manhattan. I remember it. I was like, oh, I'm not even like with them. Mm. What is going on with me? Uh-huh. And so, like those two were the most instructive. The one in Queens was in. I was in Long Island City at the creek What made you realize that that was what was going on Well because then when I I was Bombing and then I asked someone something And they said it and then Like that started to get more Positive reaction than any of the material I was doing I was like I haven't been with you guys At all Mm. I've just been like Spinning my wheels up here I was doing this for Me that's weird that's I'm
1: sorry (laughs) did you say that on no
3: but Like thinking it, you're like what No what's like let's Do this so like maybe Making sure that you're present and not – there's this idea, I think it's circles of concentration, where you can be in first circle, which is very insular, and you can be in third circle, which is very presentational and kind of out there and over people, and there's second circle where you're present with I've never heard this circle of concentration. Yeah. I look at, I forget who's the idea log behind it. So, so first is
0: is, is super
3: insular uh and introspective and kind of selfish Uh and navel gazing. Third is too far out there and you're just blowing an audience away because you're not even performing for them. You're just kind of doing it because you like the way things sound. Mm -hmm. Uh And then second is actually delivering and being of service to the people that are there that paid or didn't pay. But they paid in time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: So that's That was a big moment for me both those bombs I remember being like ooh okay I need to be present be,
0: what was the first one that I love that line you're like be Perform for the audience that you have yeah
3: perform for the Audience you have perform for the audience you have because That's the only one you have that during That show mm-hmm. one time I was at What was it climate Lounge and I like I like sang a thing First that was a thing that I'll never Do again <laughs> Ever, there's some beautiful, uh, I guess, musically inclined comedians out there. I don't envy you because it's just like not. It, that was a bomb. I was like, man, to I will, Mateo. I was like, I will never sing anything unless you can tell. I'm making fun of it <laughs> for a crowd. Yeah you know? <laughs> <laughs> all right put that as number three on the list Got it very specific all right your writing process what is how does it work for you i go with something i go this thing was funny can i structure it and make it a joke okay I go sometimes how do you how do, you jokes do are that there. so i i usually think in threes or fives and i always try to think bam 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 or i just think in a two so like okay when I'm um, a great perfect example recently someone said oh do you perform comedy in mississippi and then i said i don't really do comedy in mississippi and then i said oh is there an analogy there like why i'm scared to do this thing and so i was like oh comedy in mississippi is like i love starting with an analogy and then can Uh i expand it and i the joke ended up being like comedy in mississippi is like gay sex in mississippi i'm good at it sometimes i even get paid but i'm not trying to do it back home in mississippi <laughs> yeah. in front of my mom <laughs> it's illegal like that <laughs> so illegal. that's
0: so that's okay so that's how does that so fit that's in your a, math so that's or?
3: so the way it fits into the math thing is i go the The three is like, uh, I'm good at it. Sometimes I even get paid, but I'm not trying to go back home and do it in Mississippi. One, two, three. Yeah, one, two, three, as far as from a tax standpoint. And then I can have like the additional... It's In um, in front of my mom, it's illegal. So that's your two. So those are my two, if I ever want to do it. Because I always kind of want to basically super... Because I'm trying to think of the best way to articulate this. My mom is always... Kind of going to be like a topper when it comes to Like a gay sex joke like a parent Watching you anyone have sex and So then making it illegal kind of further Reinforces the analogy I Set up in the beginning does that make sense? Got it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm more I, interested in just like that, that, that three, two structure. That's interesting. I just love triplets. Like you, I do it all the time. And when you notice it, then you go, Oh, that's what you do. Like that's, um, when I did the different lines that I would have to read as a actor in the tonight show set, I went, uh, <laughs> with well, the, yeah, it was three different I think that ends with the scones.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's the yeah. two yeah. that's more interesting to me because yeah, we all know rule of three, Yeah. But the, that two is an interesting like rhythmic is a, thing.
3: Two is a, a, for the tag, it's always fun to have, like, a big one, then another one. And then from a two standpoint, it's just a one-liner, but I never think about one-liners as one-liners. I always think of it as... A line in a bigger joke. Yeah. I yeah. always think of it Same. as a premise. Sometimes premise set up punch. Mm-hmm. Like, I can never think of, like, a one-liner as a one thing. It's like, two, it's bam, bam. Uh-huh. It's ba-doom, boom, boom. Uh-huh. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Even said, rhythmically, like it's never just one. It thing. is weird that they call them one-liners, but they have to be multiple. They otherwise. have to have two parts. You just do a joke yeah.
1: in one sentence. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's
3: it's um. It's when I say I'm yeah. It's when I say I'm a feminist. I say I'm feminist. Yeah. So I'm how, feminist. how do you sit down when you're working out a
0: joke? What is what is your process? Are you are you a hand? I, okay. I
3: write it. I write it. In my phone, I have a notes section that Mm -hmm. says whatever month I'm in and those jokes. And then when I go to a mic or when I go to like a show where I can like sandwich in some weird, like some newer stuff, I'll like make sure I have those things highlighted. Uh, At a mic, I'll have them like on me on a show. I'll try to like be like, okay, I have to get this like. Uh, I did a show recently called Sandwich at Union Hall, and that's kind of the premise of the show. And I really like that because I was like, I do that, I do that all the time. Because you'll be like, oh, they liked me at the beginning, and they love me at the end, but that middle, it's that's new. <laughs> we yeah. could tell that's uh-huh, new. Uh-huh. <laughs> so like, I'll yeah. do that. You sandwich, you got it. Yeah, yeah. I'll uh, I'll do that. There's also the idea of I'll say it, I'll put it, like right next to a joke I know does very well. And I'll be like, okay, if this like sucks the air out of the room, it needs to go back <laughs> to the drawing board. And I also, as I have two people that whose opinion I trust a lot. Uh, my friend, Wynn, who's in Chicago and then um, my friend, uh, Zach in the city, Zach Zimmerman, and then uh, Garrison, my boyfriend. So I usually can have it on ears and I say a lot of my jokes before to just I see if the ever, writing just is to, there and just to see if like sonically they fit or they're mm-hmm. clunky or how they sound uh-huh. coming out of my mouth, right, like yeah. I say, I'm in the shower all the time, like everything. So I'm always tweaking, I'm always trying to figure out. Like, I there's an addition to a joke I have now that I'm so mad I didn't put on, but I'm usually saying them in my house and then saying them at mics and then at shows. But I always just ask myself, is this funny? Is this like universal? And I work pretty clean. Which a lot of people kind of go really and I, yeah I work pretty clean so I always try to say how can I say something dirty without saying it's so something fun. I actually dirty. It's really fun now it's yeah. like my it's one yeah. of my favorite games yeah. to just to figure out like oh what's that like how do you get away with this thing uh,
0: in the interest of time yeah. um, I think I got a, at least a decent idea I love hearing that stuff um, but let's do the Jamie Foxx bit so little little little, little Harrison can get some shut eye.
2: No, uh, <laughs> all it was, right. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's not for that. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> a. So Brown
3: eye. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God. All right. All right.
0: Um, let's do this next bit. So Harrison can get some anal sex and then well <laughs> uh,
3: from Mr. T.
2: From Mr. <laughs> <J>. Yeah. Mo- <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right. So th- this next bit is by Jamie Foxx. It's from 1998. It's called Prince
5: and uh, you can find it on YouTube. <laughs> all right. That's all, man. But Hollywood is freaky. I'm gonna tell you. I shouldn't. Well, should I? Okay, you get the chance to meet all of your, you know, your favorite stars.
3: Freaky used to also be a signifier in black rooms on shows like, on shows like, uh, uh, Comic View and like, like, uh, Def Comedy Jam. Like, whenever a black comic says like freaky or even like freaky deaky, it was usually like they're gonna talk about analingus or they were gonna talk about like. Like toe, sucking on toes, like freaky was never just like sex and just yeah, like yeah. Be- wanting. Freaky, the bug. freaky was always like, "What you talking about,
1: uh-huh. freaky? Uh-huh. What's going on? Mouths going on places." Yeah. Okay, <laughs> all
5: right. I... okay you get the chance to meet all of your, you know, your favorite stars when you're in Hollywood, and I and I met Prince. You know what I'm saying? The man. You know what I'm saying? And uh. uh I'm, 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 not, I'm not a fag, you know, you know, <laughs> but, uh, But. I mean, he, uh, I mean, he, he I mean, he pretty. I mean, how do you say it? I just ain't never seen no man that looked like that, you know, just, just dainty and shit. It, it troubled me because I couldn't, I couldn't look at him in his eyes. I'm like, I can't even look at t- is cute than a motherfucker. I can't even. <laughs> this little pretty bitch is cute as a motherfucker. I can't even look at. Cause he came out with a little ice skating outfit on, you know, with the boots sewn into the shit, and I'm like, that's nice. And he had a little <laughs> chunk chain around his waist. I'm like, that's, you know, that's, that's nice. I'm not, I'm not, looking, I'm not gay. I'm just saying, that's nice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah,
1: he plays it really well.
5: Yeah. <laughs> I know you think you think I'm, I'm gay. I'm just saying. I, I challenge any dude in here not to look in his. Eyes and feel
2: <laughs> some
5: kind of shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, because he was pretty, he looked like a, 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 a deer or something, or a <laughs> just I was like, I can't, I shouldn't even be telling you this shit.
2: <laughs>
5: and then he started talking with that shit. Dude. So, what's happening? Done <laughs> playing, you know, shit. <laughs>
0: He's like looking
5: around left and right. <laughs> so, going. I, you know, it's, it's cool, you know. I heard you and LL got into it. Yeah, you know, some bullshit. <laughs> what do you think Jesus would have done in that situation? <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good impression. I don't know, of knuckle up, I don't know. <laughs> I just couldn't, you know, get Fuck it, I ain't gonna even finish this shit. I mean, I, I looked... I looked... At, you know, I glanced at his eyes once. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, I was a fact for two seconds, but I wasn't like...
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> I wasn't on the bottom of the shit. I was on top. Don't get it twisted. You missed your it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I think I, I would have... I mean, you know, I don't, if nobody would have known, I'd have
2: fuck shit the fuck
5: <laughs> that troubled me, though, man, because that made I was like, man...
0: Hold on, hold on. There is a mo. They pan over... They, they cut to an audience member, a guy next to ostensibly uh, the woman he's, he's there with, and he's doing the male equivalent of clutching his pearls. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> so funny.
0: <laughs> he has, like, his half his hand over his mouth,
3: and he's just
2: like... <laughs> I think...
3: And, okay, and so what's interesting about this is this... Is like, especially for black people, Prince is an enigma. He's an enigmatic force because you don't know how to qualify him mm-hmm. as anything he, from a sexual... He's not, he's not asexuality. He is sexuality. I, yeah. And so the ability of him to turn... Men into like his sexual objects is like it's it's and one he's of articulating a feeling that a lot of men had at yeah the time. yeah
1: <laughs> they're just like what is it about this man exactly <laughs> I, and, he's, like, and he's
3: calling him pretty and yeah, little yeah. and Dainty. it's none of these things that like are aggressive and dangerous but he's scared of this feeling yeah. he's not yeah. scared of Prince uh-huh. he's scared of this the is what I'm power saying.
2: homophobia
3: is fucking funny. <laughs> it's
0: funny, and it sucks when it's done with hatred and, and all. And all, but it is funny to see a man afraid of his own feelings. Yes,
3: one hundred percent. I also think that like this is like the funniest part about this is this is pre Chappelle Show Prince. So oh, this is right. this is ten almost ten years. Yeah, almost ten years before. The uh, Chappelle Show, Prince. So what this does is kind of also cement a cultural legacy of people, especially in Black comedic circles, being able to say, "Now, Prince, this is a different. This is different. Uh-huh. We don't, we don't know what to do about this. Yeah, this is a, a conundrum for all of us, mm-hmm. which is like so funny. It's happened in '98. Let's hear yeah. the rest of it, and then we'll we'll chat it up about it.
5: How the fuck should? Troubled me though, man, because that made me. I was like, man, that's just troubling. And then when I left, the security guard knew something was wrong with me. He's like, What's up, player? Shit. What happened? I ain't, I ain't even. Yeah, you looked in his eyes,
2: didn't you? It <laughs> <laughs> happened, yeah. Okay.
5: Have you ever looked in his eyes? Yeah. Once. Then whatever. I've been fucking for two
2: years.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And that's like the release that the audience also wanted. Mm -hmm. Is that like, wait a second, you set up all this sexual tension. Somebody's gonna fuck.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's true.
3: Somebody. It also it's the moment that you see in a lot of comedies of like you see a guy in bed and then you pan out and you go, oh, he's in bed with that person. (laughs) Oh, it's so like. I like that joke. I don't even think... That's one of those jokes... Once again, you take the word faggot out. He does that today. Mm. Still... Would murder. Yeah,
1: actually, that's, yeah, because yeah. then it's pretty enlightened in general. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's really just the terminology. Exactly, that's, and yeah, I that's
3: think that's why I get mad when people are like, oh, can we cancel people over that? No, because then, like, mm-hmm. I, have to, I have to look at it from a bigger picture thing. It's not the situation where someone's like, I think oh, I'll, I I'd, like, beat the fag out of someone. It's someone being yeah. like, I, am I a faggot? I don't want to be a fag. I'm scared of fat, like, because yeah, yeah. they don't understand verbiage at that time. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important. Important to think about that this this is a word that, that
0: you I remember when the F word was fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not anymore. And and that happened in my lifetime. I got yeah. to watch it happen front row. I remember that episode of Louie where uh it was I think it was the first episode oh, with Rick Crom. Yes, and he's on Louie and he's saying he's like, here is the etymology of faggot. And yeah. it, that's, that's actually And it's heartbreaking but, and but it's
1: like and then there's that big break, and it's like, okay, faggot. Yeah, right. right, right. right. Wow. So
0: of course, who was? It was uh, uh, Nick DePaulo, of course, yeah. of course. So, and I, so I got to see that change, and I, I do think it's it's so interesting, and there's there's like there's there's good behind the movement to push that word
3: into the no no zone (laughs) yeah
0: but also like it's really recent that it was okay ish
3: yeah which is why people have such an attachment to it and why people are so weirded out when you're like don't no don't do that because you're gonna make everyone else here have to address that you did it Uh that's usually that's way more of the feeling in my experiences than someone being like you should never say that how dare you that's such a Terrible word. People are like, don't, don't do that right now. That's. So oh.
0: by the way, so th- I think another thing about this, he is, and I think this is really common now. Um, you went from Richard Pryor admitting it. Yeah. That's so absurd. It can't be real. Oh my God. <laughs> Audience <laughs> collectively gasping. And yeah. Then, then you have um, Eddie Murphy doing. His thing in Delirious, Surgeous. where he makes it Surgeous. so absurd, absurd and silly, yeah. And then now you have uh, what is this like? This is uh, fifteen years later, ninety eight, yeah, yeah. ninety eight versus eighty one, I think. And so, um, and now he's he's doing what I now see regularly, which is he is uh, he's wrestling. Now he's a, I'm a straight guy yeah. but I'm wrestling with it and yeah. that's where the funny is now like I'm accepting I I'm not it's fine
3: it's actually fine it's it's I'm cool with it but also uh, uh. and and the fact that it's an amalgam of the two it's a confession yeah. about a situation yeah. that he deems absurd and he has to wrestle with the fact that maybe it's not Uh-huh <laughs> like so it's a combination of those two lineages and if, worth noting that like each one of these black men Talking about any sort of gay stuff on stage. It's doubly tinged. And I say this as a black person because black people have a very specific place that they think they can put homosexuality and lesbianism. And it's usually like in the church and the WNBA. You don't get to exist outside of spaces that kind of have been like set up for you. The as churches a, of gay yeah, blackness. As a as a black queer person. Like I I have a joke about uh the fact that I like um uh you guys know about oh what is it? Uh oh my god. I talk about I'm a black queer man, also known as a gospel choir director. And that's like well, beca- <laughs> that's funny. Well, because that's my uh <laughs> um that's my intersectionality i talk about the intersectionality of queerness and blackness Mm -hmm. uh kind of towards the end of like whenever i do a longer set because it's kind of heady and like you can play with intersectionality a bunch of different ways but like that's one of those things so for me as a black person i'm always like oh man like black stuff makes people sometimes get uncomfortable gay stuff sometimes like people uncomfortable Looks like I'm doing a lot of gay black stuff. <laughs> and I don't even choose to. Sometimes it's just me. Like I have to talk about my experiences. And those filter, those two lenses definitely filter the bifocals of my life. And now we're at a
0: time where that ground has, that, that the line, the goalposts have really moved enough to where we're starting to see uh like as
3: as you, what do you put in your message you were like us baby oh, yeah. the comics. gay the, ba- the gay baby comics uh-huh. the gaybies yeah. now like every uh-huh. now once again every show is gay i'm just like it's, oh lord like it's a bunch of it's <laughs> There's a lot of queer comedy in New York, in Brooklyn, but also in Manhattan, Lower East Side, primarily. Uh, now that people can see, that is for queer audiences. There's and some funny motherfuckers coming. Yeah, come. and so like crazy people, people like Alice English, Ian e. Finance, Sydney Washington. Kendall Farrell. Kendall Farrell, uh, Jay McBride, who's trans, who's passed the seller. I think the first trans person at the so, I don't want to say that, but I think jay mcbride is uh i know the only trans person to sell it right now so all of these spaces for lgbtq plus people do exist now from a comedic standpoint and some of the jokes are uh confirmation of biases Mm -hmm. but some of them are just like really strong uh stand-up performers people that really like set up punchline jokes like i love that that's my bread and butter that's how i like to perform who wanna do stand up and now you finally can say, Oh, I can talk about this thing. this joke isn't a gay joke anymore. It's a relationship joke now. Yeah. Because yeah. people will see it that way. And that's it's been normalized. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: And so we'll close this out with uh one more bit and uh we're just gonna play that in post and it's by uh, Solomon Giorgio. Yes. And and, an amazing comic and hilarious writer. Right, right. And he uh, I think uh, w- the reason we chose him is that he's a culmination of all of all of this change that you see over the decades. All right. Thanks so much. Yeah. Have a good one, guys. Thanks, Jack. Thank you guys.
6: Come on. Let's talk about sex. Straight men are you in the room tonight? Where are you at? Straight guys. You're good for yourselves. That's about 90% of the world's <laughs> Problems right there. Um,
2: <laughs> look,
6: it's just this, like, there's these weird things you do that you think are secret to yourselves, but we all know about them. Like, you guys ask each other a hypothetical question. Uh, and you guys, it's a, uh, how much would you suck a dick for?
2: <laughs>
6: Has anyone been asked that question before? <laughs> Who said yes?
2: <laughs> You've been asked that question before? Yes, sir. You have been? Um
6: how much did you say?
2: Well, we have
6: the time. Ah, they never want to give me a straight answer. <laughs> how much did you say? Oh, you think this is going to end without you answering the question? I will get off the stage. <laughs> How much did you say?
1: A million dollars.
6: Yeah, that's about right.
2: A million dollars. Say it again. A million dollars.
6: And, you, and sir, have you ever sucked a dick before? Yes,
2: no, sir.
6: What the hell makes you think you can charge a million dollars? blowjob. They always say an astronomical number. And all they have to offer is a reluctant, passionless, amateur blow job.
2: And here's the
6: thing, when When people say things like that, what they don't seem to comprehend is that they're saying that there's a gay man out there that is desperate enough to spend a million dollars on a janky-ass blowjob. And we're gonna play out how how that will actually go down. I'm gonna turn around, and you're gonna say a million dollars for a blowjob. I'll be playing the role of a gay man at a gay homosexual bar participating in gay homosexual activities. So when I turn around, you say a million dollars for a blowjob. A million dollars for
0: a blowjob.
6: I'm sorry, what was that?
0: A million dollars for a blowjob.
6: Oh, a million dollars for a blowjob. You see the gentleman right behind you? Uh, He'll do it for a mojito. he can suck the garden out of a garden hose. <laughs> Let's talk
2: about sets, maybe. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that make me. Let's talk about sets. Let's talk about sets. Let's talk about sets. Let's talk about sets.